and welcome to Headcanon. I'm Benjamin Light. And I'm Marco Sparks. And I'm Morgan Glennon. Hello, Morgan. How are you doing? Good. Thanks for having me back for for this. <laughs> yeah, we, we had a lot of fun last time. Wanted to have you back. And I, I almost feel kind of bad because you're back to be tortured by another Twilight movie. But we try to have some fun doing it. Oh, Twilight. <laughs> I mean, you definitely made sense of aspects of this uh saga uh for us last time so mm-hmm. that's that's the nicest and also the meanest thing that, that you've ever said to me I, I i hate to put that burden on you again <laughs> i choose to think the movie has put that burden on you it's true it's true yeah so we're doing twilight eclipse this is our 30th episode of headcanon by the way what nice nice movie to do for number three oh there is yeah. no eclipse in this movie. Uh, <laughs> I mean, maybe metaphorically. I don't know. Directed by David Slade, written again by Melissa Rosenberg. Stephanie Meyer wrote the novel. David Slade did like Hard Candy and 30 Days of Night. Yeah. And it came out June 30th, 2010, which was only like, what, seven or eight months after the last one? Like, it was like a really quick turnaround. That seems right. Yeah. I mean, it. <laughs> It had a bigger budget. It had about twenty million more dollars, so it doesn't look quite as terrible like Dawson's Creaky as before. I think mm. that you could probably say that. <laughs> I feel like they didn't cut away as much from the fight scenes. They were like, they can fight for thirty more seconds. <laughs> yeah, they uh, yeah they spent more money on the wires. What have you? <laughs> Jeez, like the fight scenes are just the lamest part of a of a circus of lameness. Like of a menagerie of just lameness. There's a lot going on in this one. None of it is interesting or good, but there's well, a lot going on. <laughs> for for a movie building up to a ridiculous like field brawl in which there's an actual training montage, which is ludicrous. The fighting <laughs> is so stupid. You know what? I didn't even I didn't even mind the fighting because it wasn't Bella and Edward and Jacob having the same conversation again for the twentieth time. It was well, like it's like I mean, to else. be fair to the bad fighting, I mean, the person giving them the training was Jasper. <laughs> oh shit! And yeah, it's, I know. And it's, it's possible they just didn't understand what he was saying. Yeah. All right. Let's let's well, do let's do opening statements before we get into it. Uh, Marco, you want to go first? Um. Yeah, I'll try to be brief. Uh. So. To me, this movie is better in some ways than the previous ones. It's also vastly worse. It's I felt super aggressive to women. Um, starting with a lame cold open, with, then going to Bell reciting Robert Frost in the field. Then like 1920s period revenge flashback after gang rape scenes. Um, it's like the timeless love triangle between a dude wearing fake eyebrows who's peaked in high school again and again. His girlfriend might be wearing a wig. And Native American Anakin Skywalker. Um, I just... I just really hated this movie. Um, I hate this movie's chaste eroticism. Um, I don't like the idea that Virginia something has to be surrendered or like you have to beg your lame boyfriend to take it. Um, or that your other option is to like become a psychopath, a manipulating murderous psychopath or kill yourself. Um, I don't know. It's just a movie with like a, an upped action quotient that somehow became more chatty amongst like less than stellar conversationalists i just i don't know mine's in a day is trying to wrap my head around i'm relying on you two completely morgan so please. you really liked this one i think yeah i <laughs> i was telling benji before we started like 
I don't know what I was expecting. I don't think I was expecting what we got, which I can say of every Twilight movie. <laughs> That's it's true. If, if Twilight can guarantee you one thing, it's that you're not expecting it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what'd you think, Morgan? What's your opening? <sighs> well, I mean, I feel like this one compared to New Moon, this one had a lot of stuff going on. None of it was good or interesting stuff, but there was a lot of it. It was just like somebody throwing shit at the wall, being like, some of this is going to stick. And uh, nah, really. Um, we we start to see into the terrifying uh, werewolf love uh mythology which spoiler alert just gets creepier uh where they imprint upon somebody and then you know that's it um oh man there was so much so much bad stuff going on in this movie so so much like weird problematic shit where if you like looked at it for too long you're like that's a little rapey yeah I'm so glad you warned us about, uh, I think the character's name is Leah. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. The one girl werewolf with the anger issues because of love. Yeah. Thank God she, they at least gave her a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, my opening statement. Um, I just, I continue to be amazed at how slow the internal dramatics, dramatic arcs move in these movies. Like it seems like Bella, Jacob, and Edward have been having the same argument with each other for like two straight movies now. Like New Moon, we, it ended with that dumb marriage ultimatum, and Bella spends seemingly the entire movie saying yes uh, to Edward in a variety of different ways while he pouts the whole time about it. Uh, it's just, uh, I mean, I don't know. Aside from those tools, I think the rest of the movie was maybe marginally watchable. Um, I never would have guessed that fucking Jasper would be the character who got all the dialogue and screen time. <laughs> uh, I mean, the the actual plot, it's still totally half-assed and ill-conceived. Like, I don't know. I feel like I'm repeating myself every time we do these. It's like, that was a collection of scenes from the book with no regard to how a movie's structured. You know? It's like, Definitely. they're not really, I mean, production value got a little bit better, but otherwise I don't feel like they're really learning anything. Definitely more of like a, Internal to this movie alone, something of a plot, I felt like, than the second one. Yeah, it just takes half the, half the movie to get have that plot. Also, the yeah. editing is really bad in this movie, just like separate from everything. It's just really weirdly edited. Yeah. This, this one has a plot, but if you look at it too long, like an eclipse, um, <laughs> <laughs> I had to bring it back around to the title because this movie didn't fucking care about, what, about eclipse, as the books didn't either. But like, yeah, the plot doesn't make any sense if you think about it for like more than a second. It's like, really, all this just to kill Bella? Like, well, why don't you just wait until she jumps off another cliff? She'll I, do I, it herself. <laughs> I think when we get to the uh, big complaints and like the changes and stuff, like the plot hinges on on Alice's powers, which are ridiculous and ill-defined, and just like screenwriter magic whenever they need it. Um, God, this movie's so dumb. All right, yeah. So shall we do top moments? Yeah. <laughs> Did anyone have an honorable mention? No. <laughs> Uh, I guess my I'll give my honorable mention to the least sexy and most uncomfortable threesome I've ever seen on screen, oh, which, was, which was Edward, Jacob, and Bella in that tent. 
I'm surprised that that would be your number four. That was, I mean, the scene went on for about 25 minutes too long. Yeah. It was, I felt like, uh, like seasons changed and like yeah. my life slipped away from me while watching that scene. But the beginning of that scene was, was funny in an unintentional way. And then it just kept going. That scene was some serious, like you're 14 years old and like, coming up with a ridiculous scenario in your mind for like why you'd have to get like almost naked in bed with somebody else, but it's okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, he's just really warm and I'm shivering even though I'm under all these blankets. I just like every time that they, they give Jacob a chance to say like, I'm hot. (laughs) Like, could you be less creative? All right. Well, I'll do my number three unless you have an honorable mention, Marco. Uh, no, no honorable no. mention. Okay. Uh, so mine is uh, in the scene where Edward is talking to Bella about like court, how he would have courted her in the olden days. I mean, it's terrible, <laughs> but like, just like he's going on and on, like we would have taken chaperone to walks and like Bella just looks like she wants to throw up. She's just like, are you fucking kidding me? Iced tea on the porch. <laughs> uh, oh, my, my number three is quite simply dad. I'm a virgin. Thumbs up. (laughs) (laughs) That's always how you want to have that conversation. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. My number three is Edward's, like, only funny line in probably all of these movies, which is when he sees Jacob and he goes, doesn't he own a shirt? Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Solid zing, Edward. Solid zing. Very solid burn there, yeah. Well, it's like Edward makes David Boreanaz as Angel just seems so much more charismatic. <laughs> At least he sang Mandy. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Can you imagine a version of Edward singing Mandy? <laughs> oh, that's going to haunt me. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah, my number two was... Uh, and I know we talked about how bad it was, but at the same time, the big fight at the end where Jasper is just like running around wrecking shop, like punching people's faces off. Uh, I could at He's least kind like of clotheslining people. I could at least kind of like just tune out, you know, just like zone out and be like people hitting each other. This is this is some sort of entertainment. I thought you could have like CGI a football in his hand as he just like clotheslines everybody <laughs> he runs into. Um, my number two is a scene that starts off when we see a car overturned and on fire. We see a vampire murder orgy happening, and then Riley screams, "What did I say about keeping a low profile?" And I, I paused the movie and I just rolled on the floor of laughter. And I was like, how dare you enter that sacred temple of like Jasper giggles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of Jasper, my number two was that training montage, which was ridiculous. Like, at what <laughs> point did they see Jasper's performance in the last two movies? And they were like, let's beef up that role. I know. <laughs> I, uh, I was going to say... Considering the action, what if they just did a cut of this movie where whenever it's not like Bella, Jacob, and Edward having the same fight, we just cut to scenes of like Jim Cotta and like Jim Cotta training montages? Because that would have, I don't know, made about as much <laughs> sense as this fucking movie. Like he says, don't ever turn your back on the enemy. And then like the dude hits him in the front. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, my yeah, number. And- Sorry, go ahead. Uh, sorry, I was going to say, basically everything he tells them in that training montage is 
does never comes back into the the mix when they actually fight them. Right. Oh yeah, it's some real Sun Tzu stuff too. Like, don't yeah. turn your back on your enemy. Um, so my number one was just when Charlie and Bella have the talk. Um, God, that was just cringy and hilarious. Mm. When uh, she says he's old school and he's like, what is that, code for something? Like, pull and pray? <laughs> I, uh, my number one is 100% the ridiculous tent. Like, Edward's pitched a tent and Jacob and Bella are going to snuggle in it. And Jacob is just going to make intense weird eye contact edward the whole time just like blasting thoughts at him as edward basically it's like uh like totally cuckolded there um oh god and then the the delivery of like would like if she got with me would you try to kill me and he's like that's an intriguing idea but no <laughs> um and everything everything about that scene jacob is so fucking creepy like, if Edward had been gone six months longer, he would have totally seduced Bella. But then they, by the end, I felt these guys were like one bow chicka bow bow from like a serious hate fuck. Yeah, I know. This is why I'm saying it was the most uncomfortable threesome because, like, by the end of that scene, I was like, I feel like Bella doesn't even need to be here anymore. Seriously. Because how was she sleeping through this, too? <laughs> yeah, really. Like, and I don't know if we're supposed to think that she heard all that or not because they keep cutting to her. Yeah. And like her eyes are kind of twitching but not opening. I don't, I don't know. I can't remember from the books whether or not she heard that conversation. I feel like no, but mm-hmm. from this movie, how could you tell? <laughs> What's your number one, Morgan? Oh, uh, my number one was when Bella tried to get Edward to give it up, but he was like, I'm not that kind of girl. <laughs> <laughs> he actually tells her to stop trying to take her clothes off. I know. I wrote that line down. And as I was reading through my notes, I was like, was that in the movie or did I like or did I make that up? Yeah. No, no. Edward is just like, no, no. Ew. Mixed signals. You went and got a bed. (laughs) Like a big, crazy, romantic four poster bed. Yeah. Yeah. And it's amazing how thirsty Bella is in that scene. She's like, oh, you've got a bed. Hey, boy. And he's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> None well, of that. me that was like she needed that talk with her dad to like remind her that sex existed or something, at least in these movies. It was like right <laughs> after that. She's like, oh, bed. It's business time. <laughs> it is not. <laughs> it is not business time. Um, it never is for Edward complaints i mean i know i'm sure we have a lot any major ones um three three that i want to throw right off the bat like if riley is from forks would it have not made sense to bring him up earlier in the series or i don't know like make him mike or something (laughs) considering mike's barely in this movie um also make the as quoted lee emily sam pain fest Either more clear or even better, remove it all together. Um, yeah. Because I don't need a shitty version of that playing out to like somehow mean something to Bella. Like, hmm. Um, also, again, Alice's visions are super vague and like loosey goosey defined. Like sometimes she can't sense shit because of werewolf interference. Sometimes she can. She can monitor anyone she likes, like Victoria or the vampire Illuminati or even Bella, whose mind even Edward can't read because we're told again and again that it's empty. But then, like, she has, like, these, like, like Peter Facinelli could be like, oh, they're just messing with your blind spots. And it's like, what the fuck are her blind spots? 
at yeah, one they, point they introduced this whole new idea that she monitors decisions now yeah. or something. Felt like yeah, a retcon. Yeah, it, she could see if somebody's like if they've made a decision, what their future will be from that decision. So I guess like the key to her blind spot is just like never make a decision. Just be like, I don't know, maybe I will, maybe I won't. Well, Victoria's like manipulated the Riley guy into starting this battle, which somehow will be in four days. I don't think it takes nearly that long to get from Seattle to Forks, but like, like she's going to maybe decide at the last minute to join the battle. That's like. <laughs> That's the loophole. Yeah. Oh, and not to mention the fact that this guy was missing for a year. Did it yeah. seem like it was like like there was no like one year earlier title card at the beginning of this or anything like that? No. I don't, no. Like nope. everything. It it didn't make any sense to me. Like the general plot line. Yeah, like there wasn't even like you know he's like walking by a movie theater showing like Face Punch One <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> and, you know, Face Punch Two is about to come out. Something that we could see. I mean, obviously, yeah. we're all very big fans here of Face Punch. We would have caught that. You know, it's like, pow, pow, we'll punch you <laughs> in your face. <laughs> yeah, my, my big complaint for this movie is that Jacob is just like an awful character. I mean, oh. not to take anything away from how awful Edward and Bella both are, but he's like, it, he's just cringy to watch on screen. I mean, he's not acting very well. And he's just constantly like, Bella, let me tell you how you're supposed to feel about me because I make those decisions for you. Yeah, basically, I, I won't take no for an answer. <laughs> my number one complaint was that, that this whole movie is just a series of men telling Bella what to do and how to feel. Like just yeah. lectures mm-hmm. from every single man about like, Bella, you're in love with me. Bella, you're in love with me. Bella, you shouldn't do this. Bella, you should do that. I'm like, I know that Bella literally has no personality, interests, or friends, but still, not cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, 100%, the, like, open group chat telepathy of the werewolves is the other guys are just 100% hearing topical, I know. Like, Jacob talking about how he's going to grab this moment by the pussy. Like, for reals. <laughs> he is super fucking icky. Well, um, where are his backmates? Where is Pac-Mates to be like, dude, you're not like imprinted or whatever. Like you need to chill the fuck out. You know, like you just need to calm the fuck down. He's like, like he's like, he's like something like in a soap opera. Like he's the baddest of bad dudes or something. He might as well have had an eye patch half the time. Fuck. Yeah. He went like from, I don't know, like uh, dealing with emotions and weird shit and whatever was going on with him last time to just like running on gross testosterone the whole way through this movie. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's uh, move into the general discussion because this movie opens in what we're supposed to assume is like Pike's Place Market or something, even though it's yeah. definitely not. Uh, and this is this like the Black Keys or something playing? I think they're like trying to trick us into believing this movie has a pulse here. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the soundtrack of this movie is actually really good. It's because mm-hmm. uh, I have it and I, I still listen to it every now and then and I'm like, Man, there were so many good songs in such a shitty movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they use them strategically to make you think, like, "Oh, is something happening?" It's like, no, it's just the soundtrack is okay. Yeah, I just love and that they they're always... obviously in like Vancouver here, but they're like, "Oh, just put a sign up says the Pike." Yeah, and they always shit on their soundtrack too. Like, like I really like that Beck and Bat for Lashes song, and it's barely like acknowledged in this movie. Um. 
Yeah, but I was watching this opening and I was like, wow, remember when Spike made an army of vampires for the first Evo and it was like sexy and cool and Buffy? Not, not so much here. Does it's he... not going to be like that. No. So I, I guess this is Victoria like harassing him. Like at first I was like, this vampire sucks, but I guess <laughs> they're just toying with this guy or something. Um, but then he, he gets bit on the hand. Like, did she like race by and then like lean her head down to bite him on the hand? Like, how did that happen? Yeah. Good question. Mm-hmm. Maybe the, the super speed, there's just like painfully bad accuracy. Maybe the, Victoria has like a seeing problem. <laughs> big giant bite mark on the hand. Yeah. And then we go right into Robert Frost. Yeah. Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> these guys seem and, so boring. Like, it's like, oh, let's just hang out in a field of flowers and you'll paw at me while I read poetry. Well, for the first time, he doesn't look like he wants to vomit when they kiss. That's true. So that I think I feel like that is character progression. We also missed that the, there is an eclipse in the opening credits, the only eclipse that will be yeah. in this movie. Yeah. I don't think it counts. <laughs> it, do- it doesn't count. Can't wait to see how they, they handle that with Breaking Dawn's part one and two. Can't wait. Oh, it's um, going to be good. Yeah, yeah. Edge of my seat. Well, then we're immediately back to marry me, change me. Like, it's who cares about the stupid argument? Well, the best part of this argument is how little sense it makes if you think about it for one second. So she's not willing to marry him because 50% of marriages end in divorce, but 100% of becoming a vampire ends in becoming a vampire. Like, that is an irreversible decision. Marriage is not, and yet... The vampire is what she wants the most, which is the least reversible part yeah. of that. It, Once it you're a vampire, who sense. gives a shit? <laughs> Get married, whatever. I just feel like a, a more interesting version of these books would have her turn into a vampire and be like, bye, bitch, and just like ride off into the sunset. Well, it just doesn't like, seem... That's all she really wanted from him. That'd be great, because it, it doesn't seem like there's any real conflict there. You're already like stupidly in love with this guy. He wanted to make you a vampire, but you have cold feet about marriage. What? Just a piece of paper. I, yeah. you know, the funny thing is they're talking about the vampire thing and getting married, and that's going to be for a really long time. And I kept flashing back to that episode of Seinfeld when like Jerry's uh, going after the one woman, and he's just like, two years is a long time to be married. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, we find out there's all these murders and disappearances just because we it, hopefully you're paying attention to like the insert of the newspaper on screen. Well, this time they, it's they don't give a whole a, lot of attention to that plot line. Two time it's playing on a serial killer rather than a wild animal. The Washington Inquisitor, not a real newspaper. Oh. One of the greatest newspapers. I like that that I didn't realize that he, that Riley had gone missing for like a year, which makes Charlie like even worse at his job somehow. Oh, it makes yeah. no like, sense that they bring him into it. Forever. <laughs> like, why do they even come to like enlist his help? This guy's obviously worthless. Well, later on, doing hardcore police work, he will forego dinner to stare at the like the missing persons poster and like take notes, like copious <laughs> notes. It's like you have it all right there on the missing persons poster. You don't need the notes. What are you taking notes on? It's been a year. It would be great if his notes was just like copying all the information off of the missing persons. <laughs> poster and then like like a and then like a really bad drawing of the face yeah. just a stick figure 
Well, I, I want to point out, and one of these early scenes with Charlie and Bella, where he's like, "You should ha- hang out with someone who's not Edward." Like the the coverage, the way they shot this is so lazy that they do one of the shots where it's like the rack focus, where like he's in the foreground, then it focuses on her, and then they cut back to it later, and he's just blurry the whole time. Like they didn't even bother. It's like they're just using extra footage here. Like in the way it's cut, it just it just seems so sloppy. I mean, I know they shot this in like two months or whatever, but. It, just seems so lazy a lot about about these movies seems very <laughs> lazy <laughs> well billy burke he, he speaks with a wariness like why am i still in these movies you know like <laughs> i feel like i feel like billy burke has finally come around to like billy burke and charlie have finally like like they become the, the same person yeah. they have become the same person <laughs> like both charlie and billy burke give zero shits at about this point in this series. Yeah. I just, I like that he literally says, I just think you need some separation. <laughs> it's like, no shit. He's like, why don't you go hang out with Jacob? Cause we need to bring him back into the story. Which they've never really been friends. He basically fixed up a motorcycle for her that she used exactly once. Well, I like how we get, Although a- she threw pizza at him. I like yeah, how we, I mean, that's bonding. Yeah, throwing yeah. that pizza. I like how we get the scene where she calls him and doesn't answer, so she leaves a message. And then we get this voiceover as if we couldn't figure it out that, like, oh, Jacob's not talking to her. Like, I don't, we already knew that from the scene we just saw, but thank you, voiceover, for telling us in case we missed that. Yeah, it's oh, like the- once, once again, the voiceover is back, <laughs> only at least last, the last movie. You could say like the, you know, the stupid, the emails that she was sending to Alice that were mm-hmm. never getting through were the voice voiceovers. So that made some sense. This movie, you're back to having the voiceovers. There's no, like, there's no reason for them to exist. Yeah, it's like, At thank all. you for telling me what you just showed me. <laughs> well, exactly. The letter, did you like, I couldn't actually read the parts, but like. Oh, it's very nice penmanship. Also, he, cro- he, he like single line crossed out a section. Like, what the fuck? Like it's still legible. Like you're not you're not getting away with anything just by crossing it out. Well, yeah, he wrote. It just makes it worse when I think about you too much. So don't write anymore. And then he crossed it out. I don't know what exactly is going on there. That was probably like when the void rage kicked in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> are very nice penmanship though. Um, and then we get like this random overhead tracking shot of her getting in her truck. It's like one of the like two or three times in the movie, they're like, ooh, let's do a neat shot. Yeah. <laughs> Without any, like, stylistic choice behind it. No purpose, and the rest mm-hmm. of the movie doesn't even live up to it. Yeah, so healthy relationship. She's on her way to see Jacob there, only to discover that Edward has sabotaged her truck, so she yeah. can't leave. <laughs> yeah. This was one of my favorite things from the books, where I was like, oh. <laughs> I, I want to know. people into this? <laughs> I want to know how he super speeds himself inside the truck without like making a loud noise when he shuts the door. Like, how did that happen? Yeah. He just slides into her truck mm-hmm. like, hey, girl. <laughs> he's sliding into her truck because he's not sliding anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no. <sighs> well, and then we get no the one's Im- going to be Bell- driving Bella's truck tonight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then we get the, uh, the immediate combination of his mind reading powers and Alice's psychic powers. Like, there's no room for dramatic tension at all. Because it's just like, oh, this is what's happening. I know because nope. I have special powers. 
not the first time their special powers will not make any sense, but still be a major plot convenience <laughs> in these movies. Yeah. Well, and then it's like, oh, you sabotaged my truck. And he's just like, sorry. <laughs> like, But he doesn't <laughs> fix it or anything. Oh. He does not seem very sorry. <laughs> and then uh, I love the, the scene where... We, we like see her friends for like one of like two scenes in the whole movie. And then Alice and Jasper just show up out of nowhere. Like, like it's normal for them to sit down with these kids. Jasper still bringing the lulls. He can't help it. <laughs> yeah. I just like that. Like to be fair to like all of her friends, they seem real weirded out that these <laughs> two, it, like these two crazy people have just sat down and like, they're normal. So like you've got all the crazy Cullen shit and then you've got like basically just normal high school kids. And then as soon as the Cullens like descend upon their table, it's like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, and, and Jasper definitely looks like he's 35 or something too. Like this guy's obviously not in high school. <laughs> he's yeah. just ha- like has like the weirdest case of like shifty eyes. He just <laughs> seems like. He's either on a lot of drugs or is looking for a lot of drugs. Yeah. 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 These two come sit at your table and they're like, we're going to have a graduation party. And <laughs> it's like, uh. <laughs> I'm also not sure what happened with Mike's hair, but something terrible has happened. It's like blonder somehow, but also it's like sticking up a little bit. It kind of seems like he time traveled back into the 90s, mm. like during that boy band phase. And he was like, yes. Frosted tips, frosted tips everywhere. Serious, yeah, like Matthew Lillard's his style icon. I kind of think that maybe yeah. he's trying to go for like an Edward thing, and it just failed miserably. Um, I feel like my first question about uh, Alice's party, like graduation party, would be like, Alice, you and Jasper are brother and sister, and you're dating, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would just be rude. But I love how they're like. Alice is just like, yeah, let's do party. And both Ellen, Be- or, or I'm sorry, Bella and Edward, they're such <laughs> buzzkills that they're just like, eh, fuck your party. You know, like, yeah. I feel like if I was Bella's friends, I would immediately jump to this is like an eyes wide shut party, mm-hmm. right? Oh, that that's giving it way too much credit. <laughs> well, and then, and then uh, Alice here, she has like a premonition of how bad this movie is. She's like, oh, <laughs> I just saw the future. It's bleak. Well, like, Everyone's like, she's talking, and then she just starts like stroking out, and no one's like, "Are you okay? Do you need some water? Why is why is everyone else treating like this is normal?" Could you get, imagine trying to have a conversation with literally any of the Cullens? I would be no. trying to all the time. Like, I would, I would just be like, "You people are so fucking weird. What's going on?" So, plus note for for trying to talk to Alice, she's peppy, but also. She enters conversations by like doing backflips over stairs or whatever. <laughs> I mean, that's a fucking entrance. And then about halfway through the conversation, she is just gonna like look off into the distance and then just so stops talking. My number one rule from now on is whenever I have to personally do that, like where I'm asking you a question, we're talking, I just stare away. I just mutter to myself, Han Solo, and I <laughs> stare away. <laughs> I just I can't get over the fact that like who who is Charlie talking here to here in this next scene? Are these like the parents of the missing kid who's been missing for like a year or something? Yeah, I, I also have some questions about like jurisdictional issues. So he went missing in Seattle. Why are they bothering like the one police person in all of Forks? I mean, who's clearly incompetent too. Like, what are you expecting to happen? Yeah, I mean, he he's lost his daughter numerous times, <laughs> sometimes overseas. 
He lost yeah. her once in a backyard. Like he's not the one you go to to find a missing person. Then he, he comes outside and Edward's here with Bella. Edward doesn't even say hi or offer to shake a hand or anything. Just total bad manners. And then he just he says one quick thing to Bella and leaves. Doesn't say bye to Charlie or anything like that. Oh, like if the, I was the, Charlie, I would just be like, fuck that guy. Is this the dick move about the ticket? Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. With yeah, the, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like and Charlie's like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, he he basically kind of hangs her out to dry in front of her dad, where like he forces her to make plans that she wasn't intending to. Right? Like he's just like, yeah, Oh, yeah. that ticket, you're gonna have to use it. You should use it this weekend and go here. Because well, two birds, one stone, he's also sticking it to Charlie yet again. Mm-hmm. Because Charlie can't even afford a plane ticket for one, let alone two, to go see his whatever. Edward, like, he, he sabotages her truck so he can throw her under the bus in front of her own father and then put her on a plane. Brooke's best boyfriend. And yeah. then Billy Burke says, super. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think at a certain point, all of his dialogue becomes, like, meta-commentary on what's happening in the movie. Yeah, yeah. It might yeah, be Charlie, Charlie becomes the Greek chorus in this movie. <laughs> And the Greek chorus is getting drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Drunker and drunker, as I wish I had as I watched it. Yeah, seriously. Well, then we get this totally random, like, hard cut to Jacksonville, which, again, no one will ever miss this place either. Um, (laughs) And and, uh, what's this? uh, Naked. This is Naked Mandy. No, who is this? no, this is uh, Nina. Nina, uh, Nina Myers. That's right. Nina Myers in twenty four is back wearing a hat, wearing a goofy hat. Yeah, yeah. So she points out to Bella at her pep talk. I like that they go from like this this shot from a whole other movie of like Bella staring at the water to them like sunbathing and Bella cannot look more pale. She points out that Edward watches her in this really intense way. We then cut to Edward in the house watching her in a super <laughs> creepy way. Like like almost rivaling the like lab entrance from the first movie. Mm-hmm. Like I can only imagine that the minor league baseball player like stepped out of Bellows is like, I can't wait till that guy gets the fuck out of here. He's creeping me out. How does he manage not to sparkle in Jacksonville? It's like yeah. totally sunny. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, again... (laughs) That's a real sentence you actually said. Mm -hmm. (laughs) First of all, no one sparkles in Jacksonville. (laughs) Take that tourist board of Jacksonville. (laughs) But no, it's it's such a good question because, like, they make such a big deal about they have to live in Washington because the sun never... There's never any sun in Washington, which is not even accurate. <laughs> right. but, but like, and then they go to Florida, and he's—I guess—he's like sitting in the house in like the one patch of shade. Like, I gotta sit here and stare at you because I can't go outside, or I'll, I'll become a disco ball. When, yeah. when we cut to him inside, there's a literal lens flare on the camera because the sun is right behind him in the frame. Like, I, I, I appreciate that no one making these movies can even keep track of the stupid vampire mythology enough to care about stuff like this. They're mm-hmm. like, nah, let's lens flare it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Bella wants to go to college in Alaska or something. Like, is that her cover? Does she actually want to go to Alaska? No, no, I'm I'm pretty sure that Bella doesn't want to go to college because she has no interests besides Edward and like 
sexy supernatural <laughs> love triangles. And I don't think any of that shit happens in Alaska. So yeah, I, I guess Take it's down. just an excuse to like disappear or something because like you could just go to like UW. Or, uh, yeah, so. well, I like that. Like her excuse is like I'm gonna be in Alaska, so I'll never see you. <laughs> like what? Like do do they think that planes don't go to Alaska? <laughs> Like, she's so, still going to have to think up excuses not to come home for holidays. I just want to say, I think Bella has great aspirations. She wants to become the governor of Alaska someday. <laughs> <laughs> See Russia from her house. I like that the mom refers to Bella and Edward as being magnets in love. And yet the whole scene, Bella looks like she's five seconds away from, like, drinking the Kool-Aid in her apocalyptic, like, death cult. Well, yeah, because, like, the cult leader is right behind her glaring daggers yeah. into the back of her head. Yeah. Yes. Well, then she gets a she gets a nice quilt, and I just wonder, like, is she gonna have sex on this quilt later? I mean, she can only wish, but Edward's not giving it up on that quilt. <laughs> no. no, the whole the whole scene plays out like Bella's got cancer, and she doesn't want to tell anyone but Edward. I mean, she basically <laughs> does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I will say this for the Edward movie: in your life is kind of like having cancer. Yeah. yeah. I will say this for the movie: in in this scene, at least, she does seem kind of like a human being. Like I feel like the the acting is to her strengths a little bit more here, at least with yeah, with Sarah like Shalk. Yeah, I feel like any time that they take uh, Kristen Stewart and take her away from the ridiculous love triangle stuff, and they put her with her like regular friends, and or even with Alice, like they're almost a personality in Bella that's like peeking out around the corner and then Edward comes back and it's gone, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which well, is, it, which is a testament to Kristen Stewart. Cause I can tell you from reading those books, Bella has no personality. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I love, we do this like hard cut back to the woods, like these murky dark woods where all the Cullens are standing around. Like they're in like a CW promo or something. They're just like, <laughs> like literally vamping. Yeah. So is Victoria's power like just, Forest parkour. I, I think it's 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 a combination of forest parkour and knowing where um, random like land jurisdictional issues are. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Damn. Oh, I man. mean, the one big there's like one shot where she does a big jump that was kind of cool. Like it was, it, it was like they definitely spent some money to get this one shot to look decent and not like really bad wire work. You know what the big fall of this movie is? Is they didn't really pick up on it at all in New Moon, so this is one where they should have saved it. Like if you can't put Emmett in the back of a truck, mm-hmm. like they should have had him riding a werewolf at some point, <laughs> I, like or standing on its back. Oh, I just ass. thought of a new make one change. Hold on, you guys talk. I'll add something down the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, my favorite part of this scene is that like Jasper tries to, to like jump for her and then just like seriously face plants. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just basically everything Jasper does is magic. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I feel like the actor, like, he can't get it until they put on the ridiculous wig. Much like Anakin, like, getting the Darth Vader helmet on, you know. And then, <laughs> then he becomes full Jasper. Well, how much do these guys suck? They can't even catch one vampire. You got yeah. a whole, like, they, they had a premonition. They knew where she would be. There's a bunch of werewolves on one side, like, blocking off one, one path to escape. And, and yet she still gets away. So I have a couple comments about Victoria. First of all, I feel like they haven't earned the like her being this much of a badass. Like mm-hmm. that she could get away from all the Cullens and all the werewolves. I mean, I know that the Cullens are the worst vampires <laughs> ever. Yeah. But I feel like if you get enough of them, 
like even they're going to be able to take her down. And then all the werewolves are there and still she's somehow managing to like parkour right out of the scene. And like, I just don't feel that's earned. And the second comment is why did they have to recast? Like Bryce Dallas Howard has two lines in this movie, basically. Yeah. She gets like maybe one sort of biggish scene at the end, but it's like, I think he could have done it with the other actor. Yeah. I did not feel like Bryce Dallas Howard is, is good, but there's, there's nothing to work with here. Like I can only assume no... she was a pain in the ass to work with. I mean, I know. <laughs> Imagine that somebody being hard to work with on a set of a twilight movie. Um, <laughs> oh, I just Stocking. love the, like at the end when she's doing her brief villain monologue, it's like, wait, we're all still mad about that stupid fucking ponytail guy from the first movie. That's, <laughs> that's what your big revenge is. Oh, by the way, I keep forgetting to mention, cause we made a big deal about this in the uh, first episode. <laughs> Did a little poll as to uh, whether or not James's hair was red or blonde. And Marker, you'll be happy to know that not a single person, including my girlfriend, backed me up on that. Everyone said blonde. No, it was definitely blonde. I'm sorry. I, st- <laughs> I still say it's red. The nice thing about reality is it's still reality regardless if you believe in it. Um, yeah, like, again, but that was the problem with the second one is that no setup was done at all for Victoria at all. And you would think that, like, I don't know the exact publishing schedule, but presumably a couple of these books had come out by the time, like, they got to at least New Moon. And you had some kind of inkling that Victoria was going to be at least a character for three movies and drive, air quotes, plot. Like, (laughs) you would have thought that you would do some setup. Like, I mean, your movie is as good as your villain (laughs) in some cases. And this one just has red curly hair. I mean, for as lame as this is, though, like... It's like, well, I guess I could kind of watch this dumb vampire movie, but then we keep cutting back to like the stupid love triangle part, and it's like, I don't, I don't even care. Like, get rid of Bella and Edward and Jacob. Let's at least watch the dumb vampire werewolf movie. Well, like, yeah, secretly, I, is the Victoria movie like better? I think so. Yeah. I think so too. I, I mean, I feel like if you took all the weird virginity, chastity, marriage stuff out of this movie and just had dumb vampires, like. Line, line, like line backing each other's heads <laughs> off. Mm-hmm. That's a more enjoyable movie, in some ways, right? Yeah, it's like uh, it's <laughs> you know, better. it's not Shakespeare or whatever, but you know, you can turn your brain off. <laughs> uh, but instead, it's like no, back to Edward driving Bella around, or she like rides with her feet up on the dash. It's totally unsafe. And then he's like, "If I asked you to stay in the car, would you?" <laughs> Sucker, I told you not to do that thing I told you not to do. Yeah. Oh, my God. So we have to – I feel like we have to talk about, like, the music and, like, Jacob's dramatic turn. Oh, that that bass line? That bass line coming in on the soundtrack? It's like, like, uh uh-oh, Jacob's here. For a second, it's like the movie's coming to life. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, it's Jacob. Jacob looks like he got caught in a rainstorm and he's just so angry about it. Yeah. He has I'm all of the product in his hair. Yeah. I I was looking around like, did it rain recently? <laughs> like <laughs> no, He just needs that- to be holding up a boom box. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's like flaring his nostrils. He's got to come interrogate Bella. And Edward just kind of finds this all amusing. He's just like, huh, he's checking to see if you're still human. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like they're so aggro like all this like vampire werewolf bullshit like you would think the Cullens and the wolves could just go like have a powwow and like sit down and like 
have a mature conversation and work it out and all their problems would be solved. But Especially, well, here's the problem. Letting assholes like Jacob and assholes like, like Edward be the tip of the spear. <laughs> just send in Peter Facinelli. That guy's smooth and charming as fuck. He could renegotiate a whole new treaty. Yeah. Well, I guess I'm a little unclear on like the hierarchy of like the wolf clan. Because there's Billy Black, who seems like he's, you know, Jacob's dad. He seems like a pretty down-to-earth dude, but like like he's not the pack leader, so I guess he has to like take a back seat to that Sam guy or whatever. Well, so we'll get we'll jumping ahead just briefly. Jacob's totally talking out of his ass when he says that he could have been the alpha, but he turned it down, right? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. I lo- like one hundred percent. I love that. It's like it, it, it's like he's just basically showing off for Billy. It's like, you know, I could have been the alpha if I like wanted to be, but I like didn't want to be, so like I'm not. Yeah, I yeah. could have gone to Harvard, but I didn't feel like getting the grades. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fuck. You guys just get a ruler. I mean, how this movie could have been settled. <laughs> but yeah, just the 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 Edward, you have to trust me. I do trust you. It's him I don't trust. What does that mean? It means you don't <laughs> trust her. <laughs> Fucking asshole. Yeah, they has to watch his girl ride off on another dude's motorcycle, which must be killing Edward. He does look like he's about to cry when she like gets on the motorcycle. He's got that like cry vom face well, back like, again. Yeah. Why do yeah. they have to ride away to have a talk? Like they can't just like <laughs> Edward has like super hearing, I guess. Also, isn't it? This is like the, the like beginning of school. I guess you're just not going to class. Yeah. <laughs> you're just like, nope, later. Well, I mean, like, yeah, Bella's really school. not going to the University of Alaska. She's not even graduating. Yeah, she's got senioritis of like life. Um, <laughs> well, I like how like, J- Jacob starts like grinning like a moron, and even Bella has to like call him out for it. She's like, settle down, dude. Yeah, seriously, Anakin. Um, but like the the high school rumor mill would have been like flying like a frenzy. Like this chick skipped class to ride off on a motorcycle with another dude while her boyfriend watched. Oh shit, we're going to pass the notes about that. <laughs> and we go back to the I don't know whatever this is their their territory with all their their wolf mates who only wear cut off jeans and and nothing else ever. Neat chicken, and they're kind of dicks. Although I feel like. Yeah. If you can hear all these dumb thoughts in Jacob's head, like I mean, it's time to stop teasing about it and like get real, you know, and be like, dude, you need to take it down a notch. What is the totality of like the thoughts? Like, what is the traffic of thoughts that you actually hear? I mean, because like if you're a werewolf, can you take a shit in peace? You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, can you read like a People magazine and like think about like fucking Brad Pitt and uh, Angelina Jolie or like? Some asshole eating chicken down the hallway going to hear all your thoughts. <laughs> so uh, I think what it is is that, like, when you're in the wolf form, uh-huh. they that's when the pack can hear all of all of the thoughts. Like when they're in people okay. form, thankfully they get a reprieve. Wait, wait, hold because on. I I can't imagine having to hear Jacob's thoughts like all the time. But so they're they're giving him shit in front of her about his inner monologue being like. When's Bella going to call? Is she going to call? Is she going to write me a letter? Why hasn't she called yet? Should I call Bella? Like, is he in wolf form, like hunting in the woods and just being <laughs> like, I hope Bella called. And like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the Sam Leah, Emily Payne fest. I feel like there's a weird opportunity for like a psychic affair there. Like if Lee and Sam can hear each other's thoughts and then like, maybe he's getting romantic with Emily. Like, ew. Yeah, I guess I, I guess I would be pretty sullen if I was Leah. 
it's too bad they can't hear him in normal form because he goes into this bullshit about like how he's like being tortured and whatever. Like, dude, she has told you like every different way she can that like she's into Edward, not you. And it's like, oh, you're torturing me. Like, no, she's not. Yeah. Oh, and oh. then you get you get some great lines like in the in in the info dump about the imprinting where mm-hmm. he's like, it's not gravity holding you to the planet. It's her. It's like, oh, God. Yeah. Well, it's like, well, it's like, okay, so, so did you imprint on Bella? No. No. Okay. So what's the issue here? Like, you know, like you're in the, you're like, why are you making a big deal out of like your friend's own, you know, man pain here? Like you're not imprinted. She's not the one move on. So two things about, about Sam that bother me. Number one, he makes a comment to the bros. Like she, she meaning Victoria won't get through our lines again. And I thought my first thought was really because you're all chilling here eating chicken. <laughs> who's who's guarding the fucking lines? And then we find out that Sam, like, he had to break up with Leah because he imprinted on the chick that he domestically abuses. Which I mm. thought, how fun for Emily! What a yeah, con- yeah. What a convenient way for these dudes to avoid taking responsibility for their actions. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. There's there's so much wrong with the werewolf uh, mythology stuff that it's it's like you start trying to think about it and then you're just like don't I don't want to think about this anymore well, they're not even werewolves they're just like shapeshifters basically yeah they're just like big big angry dogs that <laughs> like can hear each other's thoughts <laughs> yeah but like here's the saddest part too is that when they're in wolf form I put for that might be when they're the most non monsterish because <laughs> you have all these like younger dudes in the cutoff shorts Look who their fucking role models are, like Sam and like Jacob. These these dudes are going to grow up to be just as fucking shitty to some poor woman. Yeah, they seem a lot more chill in their wolf form. Some poor woman that they imprint on, so it's not like she can get away. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah, I'd say I'd say CGI werewolf Jacob, way better actor than Taylor Lautner. Oh, by far, yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah, he's bringing it. Andy Circus watches this and he's like, rubs his chin and he's like, marvelous work. (laughs) <laughs> well, and Jacob just starts getting real shitty, just throwing stones in glass houses, like hating all on the vampires. Like, dude, you're a werewolf. Like, you know, you're both these weird, you know, supernatural monsters. And then he's Whoa. just like, I'd rather you were dead than a vampire. It's like, wow, shitty. I feel like there's like, you know, like a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. It's like they're working out the math on this love triangle. And it's like ultimately like Jacob tips it over to Team Edward because at least Edward compared to Jacob seems chill (laughs) (laughs) i mean how how bad do you have to be to make edward seem chill really that's that's the real tragedy of jacob (sighs) jesus christ well i guess the vampires and werewolves are not really keeping an eye on bella's place because this dude just like walks right in yeah good job guys and I just feel like, okay, so obviously this whole movie is this, like, elaborate plan of Victoria's to, like, come up with a whole army just to kill Bella. Like, this guy was in her house at night. Why didn't he just snap her neck one night <laughs> when she was sleeping? Yeah. Well, and the, then the equally elaborate plan to make it so that Bella constantly has to hang out with Jacob, too. Even though in reality, you should just be like, I'm not into it. I'm sorry you're creeping me out. I don't want to see you anymore. You know, it's like, no, but we need his help for protection. So we have to hang out constantly. I also like that Charlie is such a great detective that the guy that he's working so hard to find <laughs> literally walks past him. 
yeah. And Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is about the part in the movie where I just like long sigh because we're like a half hour into the movie now and like basically nothing has happened. Yeah, seriously. I paused at one point. I was like, seriously? 32 minutes? <laughs> How many hours have I been watching this? Oh, oh, 30 minutes? Ugh. Well, at one point, <laughs> Bella is just like, stop. I'm tired of this. Like about like their usual bullshit. And it's like, ooh, hey, so are we. <laughs> Yeah. Preach it, Bella. <laughs> and then we just get like a voiceover saying like, oh, there's a new alliance now. Like just totally glossing over it. Yeah. So so there's that side of the road bit, you know, and Edward, of course, gets his one sick burn in. <laughs> with, like, doesn't he own a shirt? LOL. Edward like sticks it to Jacob by like kissing Bella in this like super overdone way. <laughs> and then Jacob does the creepiest thing where he's just like, hey, beautiful, and gives her the weird side of the road hug. And I have in my notes, I'm surprised neither one peed on her. Yeah. Like, well, they, they metaphorically do. More direct, it would have been a more direct way to get their their point across. Seriously. They, they metaphorically do with like their like dueling bracelets that they give her with their little tokens on them. Oh, oh my God. God. Yeah, arts and crafts like is what this romance needed. I feel like the end of this movie really should have been like both of them like facing her and being like, we've realized some hard truths about ourselves. And our relationship, Bella. <laughs> and then they just drive off into the sunset together. It should have ended like chasing Amy or something. There's like the only way we resolve this is we all have sex together. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then and then cut to five minutes later and Bella's just like sitting in a chair in the corner watching. She's like, <laughs> together? <laughs> um, well, then we get we get like this movie has some little flashback like backstory you know, origins or some of these characters. We get the werewolf one here where, you know, they're being attacked. And I, I guess this is, I, I, I just realized now they call this back later with Bella cutting herself. But Bella is the yeah. smart one because she just like cuts her arm. Whereas Why like the, the third wife just like stabs herself in the gut for some reason. <laughs> well, it's weird because she stabs herself, but there's like no blood and it doesn't look like, this, like the knife, like actually went through her, like looks survivable. Shaw, yeah. and I was like, did she stab herself or did she just kind of like put the knife like by her stomach? Like I did it. <laughs> well, I was like, please don't tell me that her special power is courage. Oh fuck, it's no, courage. Yeah, but like you better believe it's courage. <laughs> I like that it's it's also somehow like uh, intuition because I don't think the Native Americans or the werewolves know that. These creatures, these pale Europeans, these Euro trash, are like horny for blood yet. <laughs> mm-hmm, and yeah. she's just like, this is a good distraction. You know, I'll just do a Harry Carry here. Um, well, here's also, a question I have. Uh, maybe you can enlighten us, Morgan. Is Billy Black, uh, Jacob's dad, is he a werewolf or was he like, did it miss him or something? The, the, the curse I, or whatever. He's not a werewolf, I, right? I don't think he's a, I don't think he's a werewolf. I think okay. what it is is like, <laughs> So it's their werewolfism is only dependent on there being vampires around. So when there are vampires around, the people with like the werewolf genes become werewolves, which is why suddenly uh, uh, Jacob went from being a being a weird kid with a a bad wig to being this roid rage monster Hmm. (laughs) because the Cullens came around. Although presumably weren't they living in this area for a while? yeah. Yeah, off and on. Yeah. So in the like inevitable, uh, long existing now, probably like uh, 
Edward Jacob slash fic, like Jacob caresses Edward's cheek and he's like, in a way, you made me. And then they start kissing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I'm into that. <laughs> that. That's got more going on for it than any of this. Well, <laughs> Bella's hearing this like origin story here. You know, they've invited her in to to hear all this. It seems like she could clear up a lot right now by like talking about the Volturi and like, hey, there's this mystery killer out there and like this is why this is happening. You know, like she could really add a lot of useful information to their their wonderings about what's going on. But she doesn't. I, I definitely want to see Bella do a vamp splain <laughs> to uh, this tribe. <laughs> OK, couple of things. <laughs> Let me clear up some issues for you guys. I, I feel like you can't have that because I feel like they would just start walking away in like the middle of her monologue. They'd just be so bored because I feel like all she would start out by trying to tell them about the vampires. And then like halfway through, she'd be like, and Edward's hair is so dreamy. And then we sat in a field of flat and they'd, they'd be gone. They'd all just start staring at Jacob and just shaking their head like, dude, like really why? her. We've read Wuthering Heights. Is she funny Bella. or something? All right. Yeah. Is she funny? <laughs> no, she's not. <laughs> well, we finally see like I I kind of seems like they're hinting about this in the last movie. The the vampires are like they're like stone or or something, some sort of like rock, you know, like yeah. under their skin. There's a lot of like punching people's heads and having their heads explode. Yeah, and I feel like that's something that they did like just for the effects of the movie because I don't remember any of that being in the books. So I feel like they just needed to figure out a way to like make the vampires die in a cool way while mm-hmm. keeping it PG thirteen. I mean, it's, it's messy, cool, but I guess. Arms off and stuff. It's a different take. I, I'll give them that. I guess I don't yeah. know. Like yeah, like after after the field battle, like Jasper was just like covered in like blood. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I know. Like all all the like the preteen girls that went to go see it just like come out like with a thousand yard stare yeah yeah and like turned on in a whole new way yeah (laughs) and then um there's like the little girl who gets turned which at first i was like wait we're supposed to know who this is is she and i was like oh no i just i recognize her from like uh dark matter um she's not anyone important in this movie yeah jadeff who they wrote like a separate book about for some reason yeah, so she was like a small side character, if I remember right, in the actual book. In this movie, because I rem- I, I don't remember very much of the book, I kept thinking like, are they going to do something with this character? No. <laughs> oh, you'll think that really? right up to the very end, and then it's just, <laughs> we'll get there. Is, the, is, the, is her like real, like, like amping up her character to give you that feeling solely to sell like a novella? Because it mean, came out at like, the same time surprised. as the movie, right? Yeah, I think it did. I think it did. And I was like, what do I need to see that this terrible book from another perspective? No, yeah. thanks. But they did the same thing with, uh, I think Stephanie Meyer did the same thing with one of the Twilight books where like, you could read I, it from Edward's perspective. And I was I like, she, oh, hard pass. <laughs> I think she threatened to, and then like part of it got leaked, and so she got upset. And then uh, E.L. James stole it. I think it was supposed to be called Sad that I know this. It was supposed to be called Midnight Sun, mm. which yes. is, is Edward giving himself way too much credit. Here's the perspective that I want to see a whole separate book series from Charlie. 
That would be awesome. Because a lot of it would Charlie has a beer and watches some college football. (laughs) He listens to Bella yawn on about like Edward, then he blacks out for a few days (laughs) and drinking. And Billy Black are just like, fuck our kids. We don't care. (laughs) He comes to, he sees some tickets to Italy on a table and he thinks, I don't care. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Cries about his ex-wife. Wakes up, puts a gun in his mouth, flips a coin. Damn, I'm still the sheriff. Well, and like these in these next scenes here, we get some more like info dump exposition. I just love the idea that like David Slade, the director, he's like doing his research. He watches the first two movies and he's just like, I got to have more Jasper. <laughs> <laughs> I got to give all the dialogue to him. That's one of my favorite aspects of this movie. It's like, finally, Jasper's time to shine. And I also <laughs> like that the actor decided I don't know what this accent's going to be, so I'm just going to let it come and go. I'm just going to yeah, let it wash over seriously, me. Seriously. Seriously. <laughs> it's like a tide coming in and going out. Well, like, yeah, like, I feel like David Slay is like, you know what would have made Three Days of Night perfect is Jasper. <laughs> it would have been Jasper. Instead, I was stuck with what's his name. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, Barry, Billy Burke's just staring at that missing persons poster like, hmm, really got to study this. <laughs> Oh, man. But, like, I kept thinking the whole movie, if newborn vampires are so vicious and uncontrollable, then how do you organize them into a Bella hunting armor army? Don't don't ask too many questions. <laughs> I just like how Bella comes in and she's just like, oh, those dumb parents should give up. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, they don't even really do enough to, like, like be this like a mirror to her own story about how she's going to be leaving the world and leaving her family or anything. No, that's far, have, far too creative she, there. Yeah, She doesn't even get to have moments with this character when he confronts Edward later. As usual, the moment when she could have some kind of emotional resonance, Edward does all the talking for her. After a few decades, everyone will know you'll, you'll be dead. Or everyone you know will be dead. Problem solved. Yeah. It's like, thanks, Edward. So, literal pillow talk for Bella and Edward talking about whether or not Edward has a soul. <laughs> and then and then the super cringy you will always be my bella ugh and then my bella just less fragile like meaning like he can finally have rough sex with her mm-hmm. yeah i mean we all know edward doesn't even know what that is i know yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like i'm gonna google it I and this guy know. definitely cries during sex yeah I, I mean he 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 definitely like looks like he's gonna cry just kissing her yeah yeah he just he comes off just real Catholic, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, a lot of guilt there. Yeah, a lot well, of guilt. Then we get the the hard cut to Bella being like in the middle of nowhere in the wilderness, like by this lake or something. Like, did they have to drive all the way here before they could start having a conversation? Uh, I like the idea that maybe like Edward is just like she's like, no, we have to go to the most remote place. You know, Edward is always watching. She's like a spy. She has to like get mm-hmm. away to have a conversation. Seriously. It would have been amazing if she just pushed Jacob into the lake, like off this little pier here <laughs> when he starts getting fresh. How would you oh. even tell with his hair though? Yeah. <laughs> so so Jacob, of course, has like because he hasn't bought a clue this entire two movies. You need to know all of your options. You need to know that I'm in love with you. <laughs> <laughs> And then she's like, I don't feel that for you. And he's like, I don't buy it. Well, it's like Bella just seems to be like, let me spell it out for you, Jacob. Like vampires are immoral. You smell like a dog. Like, I don't, you know, <laughs> where's the debate here? Ooh, hold on. I want to try to find 
the perfect quote. Sorry. Well, he's like, you're not sure what you want. It's like, fuck off, Jacob. Oh, oh Jacob's so oh. terrible in this movie. Here, here we go. Here we go. Can I can I just quote another movie for this? Mm-hmm. What if Bella said, listen, Jacob, last night was really great. You were incredibly romantic and heroic, no doubt about it. And that's great. And I thought about it. And my thing is this. Uh, Edward's really hot. And don't get me wrong. You're cute, too. But Edward is like cut from marble. He's gorgeous. He has this beautiful face and this incredible audience, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I was going to do the whole speech from uh, Hot American Summer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That would be amazing. Uh, but yeah, then he he forces a kiss on her like fucking Trump. She punches him, breaks her hand. <laughs> I love that. Even though she broke her hand, I love somebody punching this asshole. Yeah. Oh, but then, I know. Well, then it gets it gets even worse because like they go back home. They don't take her to the hospital. They go back home. Billy Burke's like, "What's going on?" <laughs> Total and, misunderstanding. And Jacob's, like, <laughs> Jacob's like, "I kissed Bella and she broke her hand, punching me in the face." Just a misunderstanding. And I want Billy Burke to be like, you got a two-second head start and I'm going to shoot you. <laughs> well, the scene really seems to be building up to some drama. Like, Edward's here, Jacob's here, and then it and just yet. cuts away. Well, yeah. I like that, like, so Bella is the one who got, like, assaulted, essentially, <laughs> then broke her hand trying to defend herself. And then she has three men just kind of yelling at and around her <laughs> about her broken hand. No yeah. one's trying to help her. Nope. Not even all like, why didn't Jacob drive her to the fucking hospital? <laughs> He's like, oh, Bella kind of broke her hand. And Bella's just sitting there with her like dead hand, <laughs> like just kind of hanging in there. No one's like giving her medical attention. And Billy Burke's just like, like, shit, I left my script in the <laughs> in my trailer and I'm really <laughs> drunk. I'll just wing it. Billy Burke is like, I feel like Charlie would have no reaction to this. <laughs> Cut to, cut to Bella, like, passing out from the pain. Yeah. <sighs> and we get, yeah, a little, so then, get a little bit of little Rosalie here. I think she she's jealous of, of Bella. She really wishes she could date somebody who will ride in the car with her instead of standing on the back. <laughs> in the well, I mean, that's got to be hard. Yeah. This is extra shitty because all Rosalie does is, like, walk out of rooms and Bella's in them. But after she storms out, like, Bella looks to Emmett, who's just like, eh, don't worry about it. <laughs> well, and it's, it's, like, just, it's just my girlfriend's feelings. Fuck it. Fuck her. Oh, let's get Rosalie's backstory. Oh, gang rape. Great. Why? Yeah. Why? Why? Why did you have to go there? Yeah, seriously. In, in a movie that's already this ugly about women, <laughs> let's add some gang rape in there. That's going to make it better. Oh, God. And just – really- it's just like, oh yeah, she got game raped and then she got turned into a vampire. Huh. We'll never revisit that again. It's like, okay. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. That's never coming back. Yeah. Well, it's like I was very curious for a moment about her story, even though Sally, I I would say when you have to have like the revenge story because she's been turned into a monster, but like it's it was something vastly more interesting than the rest of what's happening in this movie. At least Rosalie was like trying to claim some agency. Abella's just like I'm learning nothing from this, like nothing whatsoever. <laughs> Your lesson. <laughs> yeah, Rosalie just... gets like a whole Kill Bill thing, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, <laughs> and then you and then you smash cut out of that to Bella just emptily looking away, not having absorbed anything <laughs> from that. She's like, She's like well, tell that you, sucks one for ear you. out the other, just <laughs> one ear out the other. I'm not even hearing you. Sucks for you. <laughs> She's like, uh, but anyway, at least got to wear that wedding dress, right? Mm. But I mean, 
and Emmett is like the thing that healed her heart. This dude doesn't <laughs> even ride in the car with her. I feel her, like her monkey man. Yeah. I feel like they never, uh, they never make you understand why these couples are together. Like, mm-hmm. what is it that Alice sees in Jasper of all people? <laughs> Oh. And besides, like, their, besides his love of cars, like, I don't understand what, yeah, what is connecting Emmett and Rosalie? It just doesn't, they never bother to, like, to build any of that in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why even have these characters? They, like, literally exist for no reason. Well, just, I don't know, Rosalie, I just find, like, so tragic. And, like, she's just, she's, like, not even an entity in this movie. Like, I totally see what she's saying. The appeal of dying a human being. Rather than like living as this like cold, cruel, lifeless, like revenge obsessed entity, which is like farther from who you are. And then, yeah. It's like, yeah, let's go check out what the other vampires are doing. Oh, they're smashing, you know, cars and lighting shit on fire. (laughs) Yeah. Bella's just like, you're just a rainy cloud, aren't you? Just following you around. And then we cut to the Volturi like junior squad, which LOL. Yeah, we, we, fi- we finally get the reveal that the Volturi are behind this, like, halfway through the movie. And it's like, oh, I, yay. I thought Jasper's look was hilarious. But it's, these kids are straight out of, like, the <laughs> Timber and Dark Shadows reboot. Yeah, the the big guy Felix there, he continues to make me laugh. He, he might He's, like, creeping up on Jasper, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> I missed Michael Sheen a lot. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apparently, one of these other dudes is like Jane's twin, I guess, according to yeah, that's right. Cameron Bright. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cameron Bright. I mean, they they never like bring that up in the movie, so how would you know? But <laughs> he says he says sister at one point. That's true. Uh, mm-hmm. But I mean, like with it's all real subtle character work. <laughs> yeah, with all familial vampire things, I'm sure they've had sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, look at the Cullens. That seems right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then it's, and then it's graduation, and they're wearing the most hideous yellow graduation gowns ever. Well, Anna Kendrick's just taking a whole other movie, and I want to go to that movie. <laughs> we finally get a blessed view of Anna Kendrick for the five seconds that she's in this one. Yeah. Giving a speech with, I'll be honest, I'm not sure if that's the greatest advice. It's no, just like, like go out and make mistakes. <laughs> yeah. It's not like don't be afraid of making a mistake. It's like no, you should make a mistake. Yeah, or actively fail, fail pursue better. mistakes. <laughs> Which Bella's like, we'll do. <laughs> I like that she says like change your mind because nothing is permanent, and mm-hmm. it, like zooms in dramatically to Bella, who again has heard none of that. Mm-hmm. One ear just out the other, <laughs> not even just glossed over. Sorry. Well, what if this was all a setup? Because we get this big party at the Cullens, all these like young teenagers there. What if this is just like a long play by the Cullens? They're just going to massacre all these kids, and they'll have <laughs> blood for months and months. Well, I they're... really wanted, I wanted there to be like a, just a shot of like a couple of the kids like staring at that weird Volturi painting <laughs> from the last movie. Hey, isn't that <laughs> your like... dad? <laughs> just being like, was your dad in like a like a goth band or something? <laughs> No, but hold on. If you were like obscenely, ridiculously rich, wouldn't you paint yourself into all of your own art just to see if people notice? Like a Where's Waldo? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you can imagine like maybe like Anna Kendrick and her like lame ass boyfriend Mike. They're sneaking upstairs. You know, it's it's time. 
they, they're looking for a bedroom and every room they go into doesn't have a bed in it. And they're like, <laughs> what's going on in this house? Where does anyone sleep? Oh, and, and then they fi- finally find the bed in, in Edward's room and <laughs> at least something happens on that thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I like how like a Muse song, a Muse song suddenly starts playing like right in the middle of the song. And they're like, I love this song. It's like, what? Like, what happened there? Like what did your DJ do? Actually, obligated to put Muse in this, uh, in all of these movies because Stephanie Meyer wrote the, uh, the opus that is Twilight to that mm-hmm. to the Muse. Like you one of you their- can tell because these movies are so big and action packed and bombastic. You can just tell that it was written to Muse. It just shows. I'm sure the, <laughs> and- I'm sure the prose just pops off the page. And yet they always use Muse in like those lamest, like in a baseball scene yeah, or, yeah. Or, a, or like a high school party. Like there are actual fight scenes where people's heads are knocked off, but they were like, no, the Muse will go in the party. Well, I like how Muse is like, you know, we have a song called Newborn. You could like, you could play that in your soundtrack where you say the word newborn 17 times. No? Okay, nope. fine. What Fine. do you what do you think about Jacob's wolf bracelet gift? Is that maybe a little inappropriate? It's a little like just like oh, this is what you came up with. You're a werewolf, and you gave me a little wolf bracelet. This is the best you got. Jesus Christ! Also, it, it, charm I, bracelet. Come on. Again, I just feel like if he had peed on her, he would have accomplished <laughs> yeah. the same thing. She's like, great, I graduated high school and you got me this, thanks. I'm going to just throw that in the trash right in front of you, asshole. <laughs> I feel like one of the one of the, uh, the themes of this movie is uh, men giving Bella ugly jewelry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, then Alice gets another vision this time. And it's like, oh, my God, the movie's only half over. <laughs> <laughs> we need more plot. Quick, Alice. Well, it's interesting that they show us the vision this time. And so we know like what she's having a vision of. Earlier we didn't get to see it. And so it's just like this mystery of like, oh, something bad. It's like all the scenes they forgot to write in the movie thus far. Mm-hmm. Well, and then finally, 55 minutes in the movie, it's like, oh, there's there's kind of a plot happening now. And as usual, it's just a bunch of dudes arguing over Bella and like basically ignoring her own input and point of view. Well, so yeah, Jacob and the other 16-year-old kids are gonna speak for the whole tribe, which okay. <laughs> um, but then, 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 when they make their little like agreement to check Bella, Jacob again, like he could be a decent guy. He could take the high road. He instead takes the asshole road again, the detour to assholeness. He's just like, you were the one who wanted us to get along, remember? Oh, and then suddenly Jasper is like, by the way, I'm some kind of hand to hand combat tactical expert. Well, like, uh, even Peter Facinelli briefly, I felt like, makes Taylor Lawrence seem like a better actor. But is this the one where they give the uh, the explanation for how newborns, like, are are so strong? Is this that? Because I have it written down. I just can't remember if it's a scene or not. But the uh, – I think Facinelli says they're a great deal stronger than us because their own human blood still lingers in their tissues. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yes, that's right. I was that like, makes no sense. What? I mean, why I, would that make you stronger? I don't even know. I I feel like maybe you could hand wave that. It sounds like bullshit. Like it's, it's like the reverse of all known vampire lore, you know. <laughs> but then when they're like the newborns will ex- be expecting the obvious kill, and it's like why they're newborns? They don't have any experience. <laughs> like they're not like smarter or something when they're new. Yeah. They should be dumber <laughs> when they're new. 
which is why I think Buffy was super smart in a lot of ways, especially compared to this bullshit. But like in season seven, that the one dude finally is just like, hey, I'm a vampire. I'm a brand new. And I somehow know incredible karate. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the advice he gives, like, don't lose focus. Never turn your back on your enemy. It's like, ooh, where did you learn such amazing tactics, Jasper? You must have been a major in some type of army. How could you have possibly come up with such, like, like crack insights? Mm -hmm. I was going to turn my back on all of my enemies and see what happened, but now. But we're also, we're missing that Edward can psychically translate Peter Facinelli's pep talk (laughs) to the werewolves. Oh, my God. The wolves who have shown up essentially to watch the Cullens wrestle. Well, what are they learning? Like, it's like this is a training montage where nobody trains. Yeah. Well, while the Cullens are training, like, big wolf Jacob comes up next to Bella, and she, like, pets him. And I wrote down, that's the most action Jacob is ever going to get from Bella. <laughs> that's also the best acting we've seen from Jacob in this movie. Yeah. But this 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 training in the forest sequence makes the baseball scene actually look better. <laughs> well, it makes no sense. Like, are the wolves just like, hmm, interesting. We're just going to observe how vampires fight, I guess. Yep. I wish we had panned over to the wolves and they were all like sitting with like little glasses on, like taking notes. <laughs> in, like, <a> notebook. <laughs> I would have, I would have been totally okay with that. If you panned over enough to see that one of them is just like leg up, like licking the licking balls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, holy shit guys, I can do this in wolf form. <laughs> Fuck um, this whole fight. <laughs> but then they're all going to have to hear his thoughts. That's <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, the old joke. Why do dogs lick their balls? Cause they can because all their friends could then hear him do it. Um, yeah, Jasper eventually tells Bella, like, don't worry. Your presence alone will cause ev- like, newborns to fuck up. <laughs> oh, we did join the team, Bella. And then we find out that Jasper fought for the South. He's a vampire racist. <laughs> I, I like he's like, I was in the Confederate Army and, and I never lost a fight. And I was like, except mm. except the whole war. <laughs> Why does he have all these bite marks on his wrist? I was a little confused about that. He's bit on the mouth, or I mean, bit on the neck, right? He's into some kinky shit. It seems what we're saying. <laughs> yeah, I, it, it, I, I was confused. Like, oh, did you get eaten by a bunch of vampires? Well, no. Yeah, never mind. I think, I think his personal odyssey was that he got the three sirens, and then they did some like orgy blood stuff. Mm. Um, didn't the first movie say that he was brand new? Like that's why he couldn't control himself around Bella because he was a new vampire. Did. Like, I don't remember the war between the the states being recent. <laughs> Maybe he was new to the vegetarian life, although I, who even knows? I don't know. Why does Sorry, a major Jasper's so aggro? He's on a new diet. <laughs> why does a major in the Confederate Army ride around by himself, like in the middle of the, the the Western, you know, plains or whatever? I don't know. I just wanted once he said like like from Texas, I just wanted him to go to full like McConaughey, like <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> I mean, it's not like he could decide what he wanted that accent to be anyway. So, <laughs> no, the accent chose him. <laughs> We're just getting so much Jasper, like incredible yeah. amounts of Jasper. He's no, like killing no little idea. kids. <laughs> well, like three weeks ago, we started podcasting about these movies. I had no fucking idea we'd get so much Jasper. <laughs> He's like ripping his kid's head off. <laughs> uh. Oh, and then I just I just wanted to like throw my TV on the ground when he's like, 
Alice saw me coming, and she's like, "You sure kept me waiting long enough." And he's like, "My apologies, ma'am." Oh my god! <laughs> it's like it's, it seems like it was like an old like vaudeville sketch, didn't it? They were like, like he wah, missing wah. the hat that tipped at her. Of course, he can't have a hat oh with that god. ridiculous yeah. wig. Well, this was right after he's talking about how he like murdered the the young vampires when they outlived their usefulness. You know, it's like this really dark scene, and it's just like, anyway, here's my little sweetie. Bella's like, seriously, though, just in one ear, out the – I'm not listening to any of you talk. Pretty much. He was like, they had bloodlust, and then I killed a bunch of kids. And she was like, so what I'm hearing is vampire – being a vampire is awesome. Well, what was up with this dream sequence thing where it's like Jasper's like evil and like being like like controlled by Victoria? Oh, I I don't even – I don't even know. I like and went back and rewatched that. I was like, what what's, "What's going on? Is this a is this a premonition that Jasper is going to turn evil because Victoria controls him?" No, no. Not- they wake up and Bella takes it like fact, like she's just incepted the whole case, cracked it <laughs> wide open. Victoria's the vampire army puppet master. Okay, <laughs> and I feel like Edward's like, "Honey, we already kind of knew that." Like. <laughs> It's like we got there like 20 minutes ago, but like, great job. <laughs> yeah, thanks. I'm just just go back to sleep so I can keep watching you intently. <laughs> well, like in the flashback, they tried to work Jasper's stupid, useless powers like into his story by being like, <laughs> I could I could control the newborn's emotions. And that's why I was like, you know, the, the best at like wrangling this newborn army. And I was like, what? How is that useful? So yeah, the 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 racist child killer is also <laughs> tampering with the emotions of the like juvenile murder force he's putting together. This is creepy as fuck. <laughs> MVP of this movie, clearly. Yeah, yeah. And then the movie is like, oh wait, we've gone too long without Edward and Bella arguing over the same you know territory over and over again. So they're gonna argue about that for a long time. And then eventually, I love how uh, when Jacob shows up, Edward says, "Your stench, however, is revolting." <laughs> they talk about stink. Mm-hmm. Talk about Jacob yeah. Musk. They, they talk about comparing stinks, oh. and I was like, "Oh, I don't think I want to know what you guys do in private." Yeah, like locker room talk there. So, like Jacob <laughs> carries Bella away, which is infuriating enough. But I thought to myself, <laughs> she can't just walk away; she has to be carried away. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if, like, after he's carried her to safety, if Jacob came back and he had to also carry Edward to mm-hmm. mask his scent? <laughs> I like how Jacob says, you can love more than one person at a time. Yeah. He should have followed that up with just, like, I've seen it on the internet. <laughs> we have one computer that we share on the rest. <laughs> well, he's it's like, like oh, I can tell you or they don't have the internet. And finally, like, Stan Marsh gets the internet. Because he's like, oh, I haven't jacked off in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's like, he's like, oh, I can tell you're into me because you're nervous. And I can sense that you're nervous around me. And it's like, hmm, yeah, That's it doesn't necessarily mean she's into you. Not the same as turning your girl on, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, he's like, he's like, I-, I can sense how you feel, like, how I make you feel physically. And I was just like, ugh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Put her down. <laughs> You're going to ruin your pants. Yeah. Um, well, so then poor Alice, thinking that Bella and Edward are normal, thinks she's doing them a huge favor by making sure they get the house all alone. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, this, and she's wrong because Edward still won't fuck Bella with Jacob's dick. <laughs> well, Alice has to be like, you're welcome. Yeah. I love the scene where, like, I don't know, where Bella's just like, so Charlie, how come you're a romantic failure? <laughs> like after my mom, just nothing, nothing at all. Hmm. Poor Charlie. Bella's way harsh oh. about Charlie's love life. I know. Well, he's 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 so wise. You know, marriage is value when you're older, much older. Um, and then like when they get to the talk, she's like, "Yeah, mom beat me to beat you to the talk like ten years ago." And I'm like, "When Bella was eight? Ew." <laughs> <laughs> and then we get the 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 scene where they're all alone at the the Cullen house and. Bella is just begging for it, and he's just like, "No thanks." Well, Edward's like wants to be represented on the charm bracelet front. Mm-hmm. Like, I think you need my charm bracelet as well. I want to be married <laughs> to you first. Bella looks like she's gonna throw up when he says that. Yeah. Well, I like that. Like when they get into the room and like she sees the bed, and Edward is like, "Anything you want, it's yours." And you could see Bella is like, "What <laughs> Mix- I want is your virginity." <laughs> Mixed messages. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and then She's he starts like, talking I don't even about, need a bed. I can use a swing. Yeah. He's talking about like protecting her soul. Like, fuck off. <laughs> um, I'm just saying no girl, nobody should ever have to use the words just try to anyone during a first sexual experience. Just try. <laughs> just try. Just, just try. Oh, my no. God. When he's like sex with like could, it could kill you. It's too dangerous. I'm like. <laughs> No. Yeah, oh, God. Yeah. This mu- this better. I'm sorry. The next movie. This better be mind blowing. Like like fucktastic. You know, <laughs> fuckcapades. Like she should have eyes rolled back in her head. Like her body should be melting. I, I, think I just don't think he has. I don't think he has that kind of control or stamina. <laughs> well, I like that. Like he refuses to like give it up unless she marries him. Like uh, <laughs> I just kind of wish that they would like have sex and then she just like ghosts on him. She's just like, yeah. so oh, that was a uh, that was great. And I was just like, I'll call you. I'll, I'll call you. And she's just she just kind of like walks backwards out of the room. <laughs> she leaves the charm bracelet on the nightstand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I still soul. think that the. I think that the quote of this movie is stop trying to take your clothes off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, he proposes to her again, this time with a ring. And it's like, oh, whatever. Like, I thought we covered this in the last movie. I guess we're still doing it. <laughs> well, I yeah. like that he, he goes on and on about like how his soul has been compromised. And this is the one rule that he wants to leave unbroken. Like, dude, you killed some people. Sex <laughs> yeah. has got to sex before marriage has to be like real low on the totem pole of horrible shit you've done. Yeah. Bill is just like, God, what are you? Some kind of fucking Mormon. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah, I can't root for any girl to get engaged right after graduation. Uh, I can't root for these two at all, but like, I guess his, his whole move is like playing hard to get as hard as possible. But I mean, if it was back in his day, he would have courted her. Oh, <laughs> yes. Chaperoned walks. Well, then we get the the villain meetup scene where it's like suddenly they're like, oh, wait, we want you to care about these bad guys. So we're going to give them like a little scene where they explain their motivations and whatnot. And like way too close up shots. <laughs> oh, man. 
Also, the ring that Edward gives her finally when she finally That's agrees ugly. because she knows that sex could be on the table if she marries him. <laughs> and yeah. it's like the ugliest thing. Mm-hmm. It in no way resembles an engagement ring. It is hideous. It looks like something you'd find at like the magic shop in Buffy. It looks like and costume I- jewelry, yeah. <laughs> And I feel like after this movie, like some jewelry store, like started selling the Twilight <laughs> ring. And I was just like, no, like, I just wanted to go there and just be like, stop it. <laughs> just smash all the glass cases. Exactly. No, this is not a robbery. It's the exact opposite. <laughs> just save some girls from getting that piece of shit. <laughs> as a promise ring. Yeah. Well, and as, a, as a promise ring. Yes. All these vampires are going to walk all the way from like, like the the docks of Seattle to wherever Forks is on the bottom of the Sound or something. Like, do you have any idea how long that would take? Um, well, because mean, they don't they don't breathe. Well, I mean, it would so take a while this, to walk on land. Four days. Yeah. <laughs> they were under like the ocean the entire time. Well, and then so ultimately, you're finding out what really pissed me off too is Victoria is like really straddling like territories and like doing like forest parkour. And basically manipulating, like, the vampires with the werewolves, which should, should have gone farther. But then we find out that her whole plan is to, like, play the victim so that one dude will go fight a war for her. It's like, this chick could burn down the world if she wanted to. And she needs this fucking asshole to help her? Like, because he's from Forks? Because he, quote-unquote, knows the territory? Like, <laughs> the forest? The field? I don't, I don't, I don't think well, anyone who lives in the woods knows the woods that well. Well, like, what I don't understand is... Like, she apparently knew the territory enough to parkour around it yeah. and to, like, jump from the Cullen territory to the werewolf territory back and forth so that, like, they couldn't ever catch her. But she needs this dude to <laughs> what exactly? That reminds yeah. me in that scene where she gets away from the werewolves. Like, she's literally, like, 20 feet behind the one werewolf and it's, like, growling at Emmett and it's just like, whoops, didn't notice the other one right behind you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, then they have to, like, set up their little tent here, the little, like, retreat where they'll hide Bella. And it's like, are you sure it was a good idea to put it, like, on the top of a mountain where it apparently is about to snow? Like, good I good mean, plan, you know? Missing the obvious joke that Edward finally pitched the tent, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, Bella's shivering here. It's like, are we sure she's shivering? Maybe she's just taking care of herself because you aren't. You sure aren't, Edward. <laughs> Oh, that would be a better movie. <laughs> She's just like, just like Bella, that's disgusting. She's like, fuck you. <laughs> like, like, what is she asking him for batteries or something? <laughs> well, Jacob She's gets. Like, no, it's a, it's a flashlight. It just ran out. <laughs> He's like, Bella, you ask for batteries a lot. <laughs> <laughs> He's She's shivering, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's some scene where like Edward is in the woods and he's just like dr- sparkling dramatically at the mountains. I just <laughs> what the, I think in the script these... it probably just said sparkles dramatically. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the point in the movie where I was just like is it over yet? <laughs> well, well, like yeah, I I see Melissa Roseberg she types sparkles dramatically in the woods and then she just like rubs her hands and she's like I'm an actual member of the WGA. <laughs> <laughs> this is real. Well, then Jacob gets to say, let's face it, I'm hotter than you. Oh, God. Which he I would have thought Edward and Jacob that. were kissed then, yeah. Well, then he then he's like, after he starts snuggling up, he's like, oh, it'd be faster if you took your clothes off, Bella. And it's just like, dude, no. 
God. Ella should have been like, I'd rather freeze to death. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Fuck it, just turn into a vampire right there. Well, then he, he finds out after that, like, endless tent scene, he, he finds out the next morning that they, like, got engaged or whatever. And he's like, I'm so done. It's like, dude, she has told you so many different ways that she's into Edward, but now you're done. <laughs> this friend zone has, has spanned two movies. <laughs> you didn't just find this out. <laughs> what what do you think of the kiss where she, like, has to go have Jacob kiss her? Exactly. It was just That's what I, I didn't I just didn't understand. So she's like, don't go down to the fight. Like and he's like, Oh, maybe I'll just kill myself. That would be cool. It's like, yeah, you want to get your first kiss with the girl because you threatened to kill yourself. That's normal and healthy. That, that, it is that's how it came off to world. me. Every part of like every part of of these uh, like movies are so like emotionally manipulative <laughs> like like abuser behavior yeah, yeah that's but, definitely how it came off to me it was like well you 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 said you're gonna go kill yourself so now i have to let you kiss me just so like you'll get your head on straight or something it's like she's she doesn't actually love him or anything she just but you know, not the first character in these movies to threaten suicide <laughs> to get something yeah that's that's probably why she really related to him in that moment. She was like, "Yeah, I feel, I feel you." <laughs> this shit really works. Suicide, threatening suicide, is a super effective way to get somebody in a relationship back with you. Yeah. Oh, so so it's weird to me. So I I started to think like Edward can experience thoughts and feelings or something. So like. Presumably, he has his own love for Bella, but then, like, he can also feel Jacob's mm-hmm. love for her. Yep. Like, he's experiencing it like he's wearing, like, a Jacob condom. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. it would have yeah. been at least With a little contact. bit. It, it would have been a little bit interesting if Bella had at least come back to Edward and been like, like, you know, he was going to kill himself. I'm just trying to get his head in the game. I don't love him. Like, at least. Like, make a commitment, you know, other than, like, oh, I love you more. Well, it's, like, Edward, like, just tells Bella that she loves Jacob. Like, Mm -hmm. she doesn't even get to, like, have her own feelings or, like, verbalize her own feelings. Like, she walks back and he's, like, you love Jacob. And she's, like, I guess so. A man has told me that was the (laughs) case. Yeah. (laughs) And, like, for their stupid kiss, there had to have been what, like 70 angles of it? You like got the close-up, the far away, the other shot, the other shot, the other shot. I was like, I get it. They're kissing. Well, yeah. Who the fuck is Team Jacob at this point in the movie? Like, <laughs> he's such a fucking creep. So I'm sure yeah. there's someone. Yeah. Unfortunately, there was a lot of people. Um, so they basically start like, like they're, they start their fight. They're like ripping heads off vampires, <laughs> which like, the newborns don't put up much of a fight. The yeah, these newborns like suck. Yeah, the battle is one thing, but then there's the lameness of like Edward's actually like narrating the battle from afar for a while, which <laughs> is like really dramatic. <laughs> well, at least all the Cullens color coordinated their outfits before mm-hmm. the battle. Like the family that slays together, slays together. <laughs> yeah, I wish they'd all wore like like weird Adidas jumpsuits or something just to be more <laughs> they stand just, out from the other vampires. They should have just worn their like old timey Yankees baseball uniforms. <laughs> yeah, or like the uh, like the the uh, Ben Stiller like like Adidas jumpsuits from like Royal mm-hmm. Tenenbaums. 
<laughs> oh yeah, there you go. Well, I mean, they they take no casualties at all in this fight. Like they just completely wreck these guys. Yeah. Well, they only they only like spare the one girl because she's young, and because presumably she can grow up to be told how she's feeling. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's. I mean, this whole fight is like so. You're told that the, these newborns are such badasses. The Cullens barely seem like they're like putting up an effort. Yeah. No, it, they it, destroy like, these dudes. This fight takes three minutes. <laughs> Why was the training montage necessary? <laughs> the training montage was longer than the fight. Carlisle does like a karate chop and like chops off this like young Asian chick's head. <laughs> Take it, no prisoners. Yeah. Jasper is just fucking dudes up left and right. <laughs> have like he's, just, little, he's like using his like football moves, which yeah. makes no sense. They have like the little bro nod between one of the wolves and uh, the Kellen Lutz guy. Uh, yeah. That's great. But for for whatever reason, they're like, oh, we'll we'll spare this vampire child, or you know, she seems nice. <laughs> it's like, we're gonna need to sell that tie-in novella. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. So then we, we have like a, a kind of lame moment where we're hinging on whether or not this Riley guy realizes that Victoria's been playing at this art, only to have its like anticlimacticness revealed two seconds later by a werewolf showing up and like chomping off his hand. Um, <laughs> and then we watch the super lame, I keep saying lame, super lame Edward and Victoria like moment. Like, what a waste for Bryce Dallas Howard. Like, she keeps getting these like shitty replacement roles. Um, of be this, this being one of them, um, he, oh. <laughs> she gets her head bitten off. <laughs> uh, sorry, I just I love think, how flammable like, they are. <laughs> I feel like my favorite moment for for our Pat's acting in all of these movies was like when he like is monologuing about how awesome it was to cut James like James into pieces <laughs> and like. Burn his body like that was our Pat's really going like I'm digging into the heart of Edward and this and this dude is a serial killer. Yeah. He's stone cold nuts. Yeah, he has a like, really hilarious look on his face when it looks like they like that both of the evil vampires have a hold of him and it looks like they're about to rip his head off and he's looking back at Bella like oh no I'm about to get my head ripped off. Yeah, <laughs> run uh, Bella. Yeah. So, did the werewolves when they showed up? Did they like carry little like like jean shorts in their mouths to like stash Seriously. behind the hill? So then they all like walk around from behind like a short hill, and they've got all their cutoffs back on. It uh, would be great if like in their wolf form they had the, the cutoffs on. Yeah. Oh, man. Little werewolf hulks. That would be. That would be so wonderful. <laughs> Apparently the werewolves, or not the werewolves, the vampires are extremely flammable. You can just throw a lighter on them. They just whoosh. <laughs> Which well, doesn't guess- make sense because the effects for when they like chop off their heads is like they're like stone. Mm-hmm. Right. Not right. not like, it's not like they're made of wood or like paper. <laughs> well, I remember like the. They're like paper mache. The like, ex- like Burning Man literal like joy they had of destroying james in the first one and then even billy black earlier was like they did not know you had that fire was the only thing that could complete the murder or whatever and i was like 
what would happen? Like, would she just like wake up like an hour later, like head over there, body over here? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can they be put back together? That's a good question. A question that the books I don't believe ever bothers to ask. Nah, why bother? Well, how does Jacob, like, how does he suck so much that he gets taken out by this, like, scrub vampire, like, this leftover? (laughs) I like that Leah has to point out, like, like, I didn't need you to save me. (laughs) Yeah, I was about to say, they try to blame the whole thing on Leah. Like, if Leah hadn't gotten in the way, Jacob would have been fine. Like, come on. (laughs) I thought Jacob was... I was like, that's when Leah's like, fuck this. Fuck all of you. I'm going somewhere else. I'm moving. Fuck you. Meanwhile, Jacob was like, I don't want to be the alpha, so I'm not going to be the alpha. Yeah. So, okay, then the Volturi show up, and they they make, they, they, they've they taken like up the glide in. <laughs> Yeah. So first of all, how do these guys travel? Do they have a private jet? Do they fly first class like this? Do they practice removing their hoods, like Instinct. synchronized? Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was my favorite. Like, I wonder, they're like, okay, don't embarrass us again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I got to say. It's always a second too late, and they're like, no. Their whole look is like the Stonehenge section from Spinal Tap. I mean. <laughs> I got to say, I was, I was slightly surprised that the – the Cullens put up almost no fight at all over the little baby vampire girl. You know, they're like, uh, you know, are you sure you have to? And it's like, yeah. And they're like, all right, we'll just all stand around and let you well, like rip this chick that off. They proclaim the Volturi don't give second chances as they didn't give this chick a first chance. <laughs> and they gave Bella and Edward like 15 chances. I was like, wait, they're, they're just going to let them kill the girl. Huh? Okay. I guess that was it. <laughs> So well, my favorite is like the, the movie before ends with them being like, you must turn her into a vampire. And then here she is, not a vampire. And they're like, what's up? This chick ain't a vampire. And she's like, don't worry. The date's set. Like, bum, bum, bum. what are you going to be like, invite it to the vampire <laughs> ceremony? <laughs> you get to save the date. Yeah. 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 Like they're all like, oh, well, if the date is set, we're reasonable people who just de- beheaded a young girl. We'll wait. We'll wait. <laughs> I hope they do show up to the wedding. I hope that there's like a uh, human side of the wedding. And then across the aisle, like the weird supernatural creature side. We're all like dressed like like Victorian Euro trash. Want to be Bill Nye's. Yeah. <laughs> As Bella walks in, they all take off their hoods at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Jasper plays a fiddle like he's the wedding band. Yeah. yeah. And then it was like, well, the movie's almost over, but we needed one more scene where Jacob tries to like tell Bella that she should be dating him, you know, and just it's like, yeah, if you just argue with her enough, she's going to start dating you, dude. I I imagine my line when she says Edward isn't playing a game, Jacob. I wanted Jacob to be like, he isn't. And how can you tell who's winning? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, just like I'm more logical. It would make more sense for you to date me. It's like, dude. mm." (laughs) Yeah, because she's responded to reason wonderfully so far. Um, This is this is a girl you've literally watched jump off a cliff. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Also, you didn't feel too bad when she broke her hand on the side of your face, you asshole. Um, yeah, Bella is so uninterested in her own upcoming nuptials that she's going to let Alice design them for her. Was That's this, always a good sign. Yeah. Just I try. Think, just try. 
this final scene I think was supposed to feel like some sort of climax or something. Like Bella's finally worked out in her head and rationalized herself getting married. Like I just, it was like, I, this could have happened a movie ago. You know, you could have had this in the last movie. Why, why do we spend a whole movie just you deciding to agree to marry this dude when you obviously were the whole time for money? Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. That's all I've got on that. Uh, anything else for make one change? Well, like, hold, hold real quick. So if mm-hmm. they get married and they're vampires, which obviously they're going to do. And, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think anyone knows that that doesn't know that's how the movies go. But are they also going to travel around forever and rolling in different high schools for all eternity? Because <laughs> that is lame. I mean, is she going to have to pretend to be his sister while wearing wedding rings to high school? I feel like that alone would be like a hard pass on the vampirism for me. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, oh, no, I'm going to have to be like in high school forever. I just I feel like I've got some other stuff to do. Edward's like, nope, I peaked in high school and I'm just riding it. All right. (sighs) So if you could change one thing about this movie. I would wipe its existence. Oh, come on. Give us more than that. What do you got? I I feel like the problem is, as we've said throughout this copiously, the focus is on all the wrong elements of the story. <laughs> like the Edward Jacob Bella stuff is obviously the least interesting aspects. Whatever's going on in Victoria, if the Volturi are involved or not, might be more interesting. There might be more interesting story there. Um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think if I had to make one change, I would have Jacob and Edward realize that really it's that it's each other that they've been looking for this whole time. And they just like drive off into the sunset together, leaving, leaving Bella behind. Presumably (laughs) Jacob could withstand the rough sex that Edward (laughs) has a penchant for. Exactly. Yeah. Like just orgasms for days out in the woods where no one can hear them. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> well um my original make one change would be to like give more time to the serial killer plot line um but <laughs> i thought of a far better one while we were talking was that it was really two things number one the werewolf should be able to talk when they're in werewolf form yes and number two <laughs> they should have the vampires ride them around yes <laughs> Like, like I said of Emmett, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, like those two changes. If like the werewolves agree to be like the mounts of the vampires or something like that, and if they talk, like for hopefully, like not with not with like Jacob's voice because Jacob, would, that would just sound dumb, but like they need like really hey, low, like, you know, distinguished werewolf voices. Like, like, like Emmett could have, I don't know who the, because the, all of Jacob's friends were lame, mm-hmm. but like Emmett could have been like the Legolas to like the werewolf Gimli. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would have been badass, yeah. I wish that almost that Jasper was a werewolf because I would love to see a werewolf with like that ridiculous southern <laughs> accent. Like, my apologies, ma'am. That would be awesome. All right, let's do power rankings. At number 10, I have Jacob. I, I would have put him like at the bottom of a list of all characters possible for this movie if I could because I, I hated Jacob in this movie so much. But I figured I just wanted to get him in there, so I put him at 10. Uh, same. 
I also had Jacob at 10 because <laughs> <laughs> he was just the worst in this movie. Yeah. He was really so stalkery and like weird and like just telling Bella how she felt. His hair always looked like he had gotten out of a rainstorm. I just wasn't feeling it. Mm-hmm. Like promising start with the weird like the baseline and the turning around and like popping his like it should be like popping his leather jacket collar you know in front of the <laughs> high school and then all downhill like not just downhill like jumping off a cliff um yeah he's terrible number 10 jacob so number nine i have edward because it's amazing like he he's terrible and yet jacob's around so he doesn't seem as terrible just because mm. you know jacob being even worse but yeah edward's awful oh man at number nine i had victoria because i just don't understand the pl- like i don't understand her plan at all mm. why did it have to be so elaborate like if her like vampire minion could get into Bella's house to like mess with her dream catcher. Couldn't he have just <laughs> killed her? Like, couldn't they have abducted Charlie and used him as some sort of leverage? Like literally all of these things would be a better plan than like creating a whole army of newborns that like the Cullens basically killed in like three seconds wearing their matching outfits. I just don't. Well, wouldn't it have made more sense if Victoria wasn't in this movie and it was just like, this guy with some new vampire come to Seattle causing trouble. (laughs) Yeah, Would that have changed literally any part of the movie? Or if she was just like the Thanos, you know, like just off, like, like, you know, this didn't work out. Yeah. This didn't work out. You're going to see her in the following movies. In the, in the post credit sequence, she puts on the infinity gauntlet and says, fine, I'll do it myself. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or, or, Michael Sheen shows up at somebody's apartment wanting to talk about the Avengers initiative. <laughs> um, my number Sheen suddenly with an eye patch. <laughs> my, uh, we're at number nine, right? My number yeah. nine, is, uh, Riley. Um, what a just boring drink of water. That guy was. Yeah. He was yeah. just blah. <laughs> Nothing going on there. We never found out anything about like his life before he became a vampire. It never connected to Bella's story at all, although you like, thought it might. <laughs> if if like if both movies prior to this we had seen constant like have you seen this kid <laughs> posters or something. When he breaks in her house, it's not like he even learns anything about her, except that maybe he's like, damn, this chick's boring as shit. <laughs> She's got a lot of lamps. Yeah, there's like 12 lamps in here. Who needs this much light? Yeah. Yeah. At number eight, I have Anna Kendrick just because I got to give her some props, even though she's barely in this movie. And her speech was a little suspect, but, you know, it's still Anna Kendrick. Nice. At, at number eight, I had Jane because I liked how the Volturi have honed their synchronized hood game. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Gotta give props to uh, to, to that, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, at number eight, I think just to make a point about Jacob, I put Mike. <laughs> wow. <Yeah>. Rough. <laughs> uh, now I'm curious who didn't make your list to put Mike on there. Because that guy has like two lines. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Morgan, did you do eight? Yeah. Okay, sorry. Uh, at my number seven, I, I put Victoria there 
just because I don't know. She she got to like have a couple lines of dialogue at the end there, and then she got her head bitten off, and that looked kind of cool. So, congrats, Victoria. Um, so my number seven would be Anna Kendrick, um, because it's like she's just like the antithesis of the rest of this movie. Like she's just happy and carefree and wonderful and like kind of goofy and and gonna go off and make some mistakes apparently um a distant 7a would have been like brie tanner um just because no oh, yeah. the exact opposite i mean like here we have no idea who the fuck this character is she's just a little girl it's her whole thing yeah at number seven i had edward because uh his brow game was strong i feel like he relocated his lip gloss budget <laughs> into into his eyebrows respect he called his accountant said I need to move some money around switch some funds people are telling me online that the eyebrow thing is because he refused to have them plucked anymore and so they just like took over his whole face his eyebrows are gross like they look fake they look you- like uh the thing that uh ed begley jr had going on in arrested development could you imagine if he was like, no, I need them bushier. And he's just like adding on, like you could like add on like hair extensions, but his is like on his eyebrows. Let me, let me pitch this scene to you. They're in the tent. Jacob and, and Edward are just like making eyes at each other, like ground at each other, snarling. And then like one of like uh, Edward's eyebrows just droops a little. <laughs> and he has to like put it back up. Yeah. Hot. All right, number six, I've got Rosalie. Because, I don't know, she gets a moment. She gets to explain, finally, why she doesn't want Bella to become a vampire. And that's more than a lot of people can say for this movie. So, yeah, I gave her number six. Hmm. Yeah, number six, I had Anna Kendrick. Because we didn't have enough of her in this movie. And, uh, unfortunately, it, it felt like a lot of her lines this time around were scripted. Mm-hmm. And and clearly she she works best when she doesn't have to read off the Twilight scripts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do we and know she, was she was she uh, improvising yet again? <laughs> I kind of hope so. Yeah, seriously. Um, at number six, I have Catherine Hardwick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, could you imagine Catherine Hardwick's version of this movie? I would love to. I would love some, someone to put like a microphone in her face and ask her what she would have done. I'm trying to think of the, awesome. the analogy here. Like if Chris Weitz was like the Dawson's Creek version of Twilight, David Slade, I guess, would be like, um, um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of the, the network TV show you would compare this to. You know, like Young Americans. No, not really. No, like maybe maybe Gotham. I don't know. You know? Ooh, yeah. gross. Yeah. Yeah. It's not not yet like movie quality, but it's at least like a higher caliber network drama other than Dawson's Creek. It's a little darker on your TV mm-hmm. screen, but you're kind of still wondering like why does this exist? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Number 5, I've got Charlie Swan. Charlie who stopped giving a fuck a long time ago, but uh <laughs> I feel like he's there He's there for us in this movie. We kind of just feel where he's coming from. <laughs> he no longer gives a fuck, and neither do we. 
He's no longer giving a fuck for all his sinners out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what about you, Morgan? At number five, I had Rosalie because we got some like background information on her, even though it was it was terrible. Yeah. A little bit of something. I, I just I just respect that she hates Bella. Like <laughs> she slopping on Bella a little bit in this movie, but like just there's no reason to. There's no reason to like Bella. <laughs> Backstory aside, she's kind of what should be our proxy. Yeah, you know, exactly. like she's just like this chick is the fucking worst. Mm-hmm. Just Why Bella, are you all just, fawning over her? Bella walks into the room. She walks out. That's a lesson to us all. <laughs> and then some asshole's like, "Eh, don't worry about it." <laughs> is she even Italian? <laughs> um, you know, I wish that who I'm missing is Charlie Swan. I feel like I want to bump Jacob off the list and put Charlie <laughs> Swan in there, and Mike too, of course. Um, my number five is Victoria. Because uh, Riley was so fucking boring. Um, I felt like since for the first time Victoria had lines, I don't think she even has a single line in New Moon. Like, you could tell there's a real actor there. Uh, there's a presence of some sort which is being wasted. Um, I don't know. Fuck this movie. Whatever. Number five, <laughs> Victoria. Yeah. I had Bella at number four. She certainly doesn't deserve it, but I had to put her somewhere. Um I don't know. Briefly, when she was in scenes that didn't involve Jacob or Edward, she had flashes of some sort of personality. That's about all I can say. I am fascinated who your top three is. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Bella and Charlie Swan have already come and gone. And Jacob. Uh, I also had Bella at number four. Uh, You know, because she, she punched Jacob in the face. Yeah. Even if it cost her breaking her hand, and <laughs> who who knows how that's gonna set because she never actually got to a hospital. Yeah, well, what was up <laughs> with Carlisle? He had to like go break all Jacob's bones again or something. Well, because they healed wrong because it was super fast healing, mm, so they sure. had to take him back to the res and they had to break him again to reset them with super fast healing. Carlisle leans over. He's like, "I didn't actually need to do that. I just wanted to. <laughs> I just wanted to hear him scream." <laughs> Uh, yeah. Where um, are we? What do you uh, got, number, Marco? Yeah. Uh, number four, I actually have Edward. Um, just because for for most of this movie, I was like, damn, Edward has way more chemistry of Jacob than he does of Bella. <laughs> also, he told her to t- stop trying to take her clothes off. Like, I fucking hate you. <laughs> uh, yeah, number three, I've got Carlisle. Carl- Carlisle, he always comes through. You know, he's he's reasonable. He's sensible. He doesn't let emotions, you know, take over. He's holding down the fort. He just seems like a good guy. I don't know what happened to his kids, but. <laughs> uh, uh, at number three, I had Jasper. <laughs> because, <laughs> because this was his movie to shine, and God damn it, he shone. <laughs> he got to do a little bit of everything. He got to do at least five different accents. Mm-hmm. He got yeah. a flashback. He got to train some people. He got to do that weird folksy thing with Alice. He's I mean, the true he midnight son. Yeah. He, yeah. He, he, he murdered a couple of kids. You know, normal fun stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Marco, did you do your three? Uh, have you done your three? Yeah, I just did Carlisle. Oh, it's Carlisle? Okay, yeah. my number three is actually Bella. Okay. Um 
You know, I'm I'm really putting Bella here because I like Case Stu so much. <laughs> like, I love that she punches Jacob, but she still doesn't like listen to herself afterwards. So she breaks her fucking hand, and then the asshole still shows up and he gives her like a lame charm bracelet, and she's like, "Thank you. This is really important to me. I'm gonna wear this stupid fucking thing." Um, <laughs> it just. I would have, I don't know. I would have rather like taken my chance at the newborn vampire army and listen to this guy whine. Like, God damn it, Bella. Yeah, Bella. All right. Number two, I've got Alice because Alice is always a delight. She's planning parties. She's planning weddings. She's doing like weird wire work, like Kung Fu to like hop over wolves at one point. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Still just, you know, punching faces off. All good things for for Alice. Yeah, and number two, I also have Alice. Just because she's the only one who seems to be ever enjoying herself in these movies. I mean, besides Emmett when he's riding on the backs of cars. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's weird. I actually have uh, Alice paired up with Peter Facinelli for number two. Okay, a little two for there. I've, I've... I'm uh, yeah, I'm I've really come to love Peter Facinelli even more with the one-two punch of these fucking movies and Supergirl. <laughs> <laughs> well, at number one, surprising even myself, it's my man Jasper. <laughs> Jasper out of nowhere, he just yeah. owns this whole movie. <laughs> oh, that's so great. Um, I wasn't expecting it, but it was just like, man, Jasper's just taking over this movie right now. Well, you know, it's funny. It's like, I wonder if the actor like knew something about the books because I keep thinking to myself, if you're the actor playing Jasper, why the fuck would you take the the role in the first movie <laughs> or the second movie? He was just lying in wait, yeah, playing the long game. <laughs> They're like, no, flashback and training montage and linebacker moves. He's just like, third movie, you say? All right, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> and- then he tipped his hat and he got onto his steed. <laughs> exactly. My number one is actually Rosalie. Um, Cause same thing. Like I was like the first two movies. I'm like, why would you even take this role? Like, what are you doing in these movies? You have no character whatsoever. You crush a salad bowl. Cause you get so angry at one movie. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I liked her a lot. Um, really hated the contents of her flashback. Um, but found her character more interesting just because we finally got to see her perspective on things. I like the, I like the visual of like the angry, vengeful vampire bride. I just wish that they didn't have to get there by going gang rape. You know? Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, I feel like couldn't they have just said that like, she was like, I don't know, like set upon by like a bunch of guys or like, you know, that they had like, I don't know, murdered her. Like, did it have to be that she got gang raped? Yeah, yeah. But Jack Houston of all people. Yeah. I just feel like it's such a lazy, like, it's such a lazy trope that, like, the whenever there's, like, a prickly female character, her background is always that some, like, she got raped. Yeah. It's like, you can't imagine that there'd be some, like, like, a female character who's, like, not nice and, like, without that, like, tragic backstory. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, it's like, what's why I like the first half of, of Carrie. You know, I like that it's, you know, her, her, Growing into her femininity, she gangs her powers. Of course, it has to end of her like murdering an entire gymnasium full of kids. It's like, can we just have the first half and not the second half? Well, you could have um, done something where like she got turned, and when she woke up, she didn't know what was happening, and like ended up killing her fiance, 
And like, that's why she feels so shitty about being a vampire. But no, it's like, I'll just give you a, the, the really overused, you know, damaged plot line. Well, but also it seems like a lot of her anger really should be also directed at Carlisle. Like she seems really <laughs> upset about being a vampire. Yeah. It's not just the gang rape and the betrayal of her fiance and all that. It's like she probably would have preferred to have died. Um, mm-hmm. But unfortunately, no, she's not. And this asshole that she's dating won't even sit in the car with her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's, that's All rough. right. Yeah. So, Morgan, did you do your number one? Oh, no, no. As my number one, I put the soundtrack. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> soundtrack uh, is totally like this movie is not worthy at all. <laughs> No, not at all. Like, so many good bands. They had, like, Metric and the Black Key. <laughs> like, there's so many good ones on, on this soundtrack. Why they agreed to do anything close to this movie, I don't know. I mean, I guess just because they know that the kids will buy it or something. It is weird. Like, seemingly that's where a lot of the energy in the production of these movies go to is, like, getting a good soundtrack. Yeah, I think, yeah. like, Florence and the Machine was on this soundtrack. It's, it's a really solid soundtrack. Like, my advice to anyone is just listen to the soundtrack. Never watch the movie. <laughs> I would like to hear a review of somebody who listened to the soundtrack and then tried to tell me what they thought the movie was about. That would be really interesting. Yeah. They would be so off. <laughs> yeah, seriously. But, like, they didn't even, like, advertise the soundtrack as hard as, like, New Moon did, where they just played, like, every single song, either weekly or, you know, slightly more weekly, like, every other scene. This one, I think I can only, like, recognize a couple of entries from the the soundtrack. Plus, there was, like, the kind of lame score by, uh, I think, Howard Shore Mm -hmm, every mm -hmm. now and then. Oh, yeah, like the score we got when Jacob, like, dramatically turned around. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes. That moment needed a musical cue. Oh, this movie. Well, that was Eclipse. Uh, is this like, have we hit, is there, is there a high point to hit is what I want to know. Like, are we already like, have we already seen the best Twilight movie is, is what I'm curious about. So you hmm. have seen the best Twilight movie in my opinion. And in my hmm. opinion, that was Twilight, Twilight the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For all of its faults, it was at least grasping at something. Whatever it was grasping at was weird and somewhat off-putting at times, <laughs> but it was trying something. It um, was kind of hilarious, whereas like these movies aren't really funny. <laughs> and I am sad to say that you have not gotten to the low point oh. in this series of movies. Jesus. I mean, what is the plot for the next movie? They have to get married and have sex, basically. And a baby. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, the oh my God! Do you know some oh. of the details of the baby? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cord. okay. I'm just, I just, I feel like you can't go into that cold. <laughs> <laughs> I needed to prepare you guys if you didn't know. I almost wish I could, like, if I could just forget it to just be amazed. Yeah. I just want to point out the actor who plays Riley is named Xavier Samuel, which is not a real name. Well, it's two I names. mean, the actor who plays Jasper is named Jackson <laughs> Rathbone. <laughs> These guys, like, are they fresh from, like, witness protection? Maybe Jackson Rathbone actually is a vampire. 
Whoa. I mean, I'd buy that. Mm-hmm. I definitely he, would. He, he, he was very method on the the, the last movie. <laughs> I was sad that I didn't. I, I rented this one from the library and I didn't have the fun facts. Oh, no. I, I'd like to know how much, like, how method he went for this movie. I mean, because this was his big moment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He just, like, got a bunch of dogs and tried to, like, teach them tricks. <laughs> he murdered some children. <laughs> yeah, seems right. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Well, thanks for joining us, Morgan. That was fun, even though this movie wasn't. Oh, of course. <laughs> thanks for having me. <laughs> All right. And uh, thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be back with Breaking Dawn next time. Can't wait. Part one. You've got Part two one. parts of Breaking Dawn. Oh, God, yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Have a good one. Bye-bye. <sighs>